Hi, this is Billy Sands. When I want to spice up my barbecue, I always listen to Chris and Case on the Detroit Lions broadcast show. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The Detroit Lions podcast post-game show with your hosts, Chris and Case. Hey, howdy ho, Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast, episode 285. This is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris. With me is my good friend and gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous co-host, co-host <laughs> Sandman. How you doing, brother? You made it? Good. I mean, there's very few people, I think, that made it to the end of the game. And not only did you make it to the end of the game, but you made it here for the post-game show. I'm, I'm I've been waiting in line outside for an hour. <laughs> I already had my talking points an hour and a half ago. <laughs> I'm proud of you, Ready man. I'm proud of you. There's a lot of... You may or may not have seen them. There's a lot of angry people out there. <laughs> Are there angry people? Is that a thing that's happening right now? That's what I missed I it. That's what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Uh, there's a lot to talk about. This is an interesting game as usual. Uh, we'll talk about that to a round table. To a round table. We'll take your calls and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. Sandman, are you ready, my brother? I'm ready. Let's kick this off and break it down. All right, a couple of quick announcements first. Check us out and help us out on the Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from Guam. That's right. And of course, our very first owner, Mathis. Also, brand new Patreon, Josh, just today. Good stuff. Thanks for joining, man. Brian B. Brian Burkheiser from I Prevail. Join them. Join everybody. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. The most intelligent dumb fucks on the internet. <laughs> they asked me to say that. <laughs> the most intelligent Lions chat on the internet. We do have a channel called uh, Dumb Fs, and um, that's reserved for something else. But these guys, they, these guys definitely pulled it out today. It was fun. Even in today's game, I'm sitting here with a smile on my face, still proudly wearing my FTP shirt. And uh, look, this, we are where we are, right? We'll talk about that. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast. I didn't finish on Patreon. If you want to join the greatest chat where you can still have fun, even in a loss, patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. As little as a dollar a month, you can see access to that. Back to Instagram, Detroit Lions Podcast, and on Twitter at DET Lions Podcast, DET Lions Podcast, the very best place to see Sandman. With no pants. Oh, I thought you were going to say blowing the roof off. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's after no pants. Yeah. We have an order of operations here. <laughs> Subscribe to us on YouTube, youtube.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast. Love those subs. And uh, hit the notification bell so you know when we go live. We appreciate it. All you folks who do it, that really does help us out a lot. Of course, rate us on Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Pandora, all those things, wherever you find us, wherever you find us. We love those five-star reviews. Thank you, everyone, for doing it. Let's get into this. We've got... A big show. Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review this week in Reddit. All right, it's time to talk about the fun and the exciting things going down this week in Reddit. And I guess the very, 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 very first thing we need to do is talk about this game today. <laughs> do we have to? Do we have to talk well, about let's it? Let's get that part out of the way and then we'll move on. All right. I'm going to start. I'm going to, I'm just going to straight up start out and say, boy, that first quarter looked hot, man. This team, this team was smoking it there. And, uh, mm-hmm. I was feeling pretty good and should have shut it off at that point, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Andy, was, am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not wrong. You know, the, 
the offense looked great to start the game. And, you know, we talked a little bit about it last week about how the offense didn't look great the whole game, but I didn't expect them to be a bad offense this year. And they kind of showed what they're capable of. The offensive line was getting push. Uh, you know, Stafford looked sharp. Every Everything looked sharp, to be honest. We just looked good. Took basically the entire first quarter with two drives. Uh, pretty fantastic, really. Uh, until they stopped. Yeah, until it stopped. <laughs> and I got a theory. I'll I'll pontificate on that shortly. And and I know you've got you've got some theories too. I want to say though, before we go any further, did anyone anyone out there predict that the Bears and the Packers would be two and zero, and the Vikings and Lions Lions would be zero and two to start the season off? Anyone? <laughs> I don't Bueller. think. I, I don't think anyone. I think most people would have flipped the. I mean, they could have probably predicted the Lions that way and been like, yeah, same old Lions, you know, and, and done that thing. But nobody predicted the Vikings and the, the Bears to switch positions. The Vikings look happened? awful, too. Oh, my God. I was watching their game. Woo! Looking bad. We got Spielman and Zimmer lined up for next year. We're ready to go. <laughs> um, I want to start about the Fireman Patricia thing. And we can talk about it. We'll take your calls like we always do. Uh, 248-782-8384. You can call and get in that way. Or if you want to use Skype, our international folks appreciate that more. It's uh, Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word. And uh, that's the account. Just call that account and ring through as well. Um, look, Matt Patricia is going to get fired if the if the season continues, right? But I, I, I wrote an article about this earlier uh, in the week. And this is really it, okay? He was given the mandate of meaningful games in September. And as silly as it seems right now, we could go 14 and 0 for the rest of the season. Nobody believes that, right? I, I don't think so, but we don't have the truth on meaningful games in December yet, which is why this week I'm going to start the December and uh, I'll, I'll roll that out. You guys will see that, but I've got, I've got something coming for you on that. I started working on it on halftime or at halftime. Uh, the December which is going to tell us, are we more leaning towards the meaningful games in December or more leaning towards a Matthew uh, Patricia firing? Uh, all right. Hold on. All right. Slow down there. Nice and fast. <laughs> They're coming in. Hold on one second on the, on the call. Um, we will know probably at the earliest if we lose every game, which is an entire possibility. I think we both we we all know that. Mm-hmm. Um, the possibility is that we lose every game. November first is really when the watch session starts on firing Matt Patricia. It's the way it is. It's just the way it is. It's the way it's going to happen. He will be fired. He will be fired. I want to tell you the downside to firing him right now, and and we will probably argue this as we or, or discuss this as, as we usually do uh, throughout the rest of the season. I don't know why this stupid thing is doing this. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really get angry here in a minute. Okay. Um, anyway, we'll discuss this as it goes on. The reason you don't fire him now is because you want to actually be able to bring in talent to uh, this team. And if you want to hire a coach like, uh, oh, I don't know, Eric Bieniemy, like which is one of the guys that's the top of everybody's thing. If you give somebody the chance to, to make meaningful games in December and you fire him after week two, you're not going to lure in a guy like the enemy. He's going to have multiple options on places to go. He's not going to go to the one with the unstable uh, ownership that fires people to drop because at the drop of a hat and any coach believes they can go 14 and zero even after leaving two games, whether it's Matt Patricia or anybody else. Hey, thanks for the, uh, 
Thank you very much, Ryan. Appreciate the, the positive, positive vibes. Uh, super chat there, man. That's really cool. I want to get the my hippie going. Um, so will Matt Patricia be fired? Oh, it looks likely right now. Oh, it looks very, 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 very likely. Is doing it now the right way, right time to do it? Oh, no, 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 no. So time is going to go. What does it feel like? It feels like a little bit of a wasted season, right? Mm-hmm. With that, I don't know what to tell you, except it's what we've got. We we gave this coach, uh, and we all knew it since December. Oh, Sam, man, negative vibes <laughs> for Penny Moore. <laughs> we gave him this mandate. Nobody was screaming like this until we lost to the, the, the Chicago Bears. Some people were like, I don't like it, but it is what it is. You can't just give up on it now. You got to see this through. You throw him out when it's time to throw him out, and you're going to re-roll next, next season. I just, for guys like you, Sam, man, and I don't know what you did, and I'm going to give you the mic here. Actually, I'll give it to the caller. But uh, my big question for you is, did you accept the remaining season tickets or did you let them go? Oh, I let them go. Yep. And and yeah, that's the no best way thing I, was I think that happened this year. The, the COVID is the best thing that happened to season ticket holders this year. It was the blessing they needed. <laughs> it re- I, honestly, and it's a thing that we should maybe not talk about this week, but eventually talk about mm-hmm. is how a season where I didn't have to buy season tickets to keep my season tickets may change the way that I and other people feel about season tickets as a whole. It's, it's, a, it's a wild experience happening right now, for sure. <laughs> the negative vibes are winning. Joe B comes in with $10. So super <laughs> chat negative vibes. But Ryan, I appreciate your addition of positivity at $1.99. Woo! <laughs> Ryan's coming in. He's helping. He's discount double checking the positivity for us. <laughs> No, I appreciate. It. Okay, caller, how you doing, man? Sorry to uh, to clip you off like that. Uh, what's your name? How much you had to drink so far? It's all good, man. Uh, I'm that uh, Josh fellow that just subscribed to the Patreon. Oh, Josh, how you doing, brother? Uh, could be better. Could be better. Yeah, I feel, <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> uh, I've you know a lot of whiskey, a lot of seltzers on that diet. So <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to call in and say uh, I do believe that uh, Quinn and Patricia will be fired. And I wanted to get y'all's opinions on maybe picking up John Darcy as a new uh, GM since he really, you know, he built that Chiefs Super Bowl team. He made the Browns uh, arguably one of the best skill position teams in the league, even though they don't show it on the field, unfortunately. But I really do think if we bring a guy like him in, uh, regardless of the head coach position, we could finally get some fire under this team and really, you know, have actual fun watching the games again. I just wanted to get y'all's opinions, see what y'all think about that. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a, that's a great question. I'm going I'm to leave it to Sam and to I, he's when when we first connected i was like are you okay he had that 100 mile stare go a thousand miles stare the world war one kind of trench yeah. shock uh oh i don't know if this is positivity or negativity two dollars super chat for bring back millen uh <laughs> yeah so you know john dorsey's interesting because i feel like he kind of started the blow it up full rebuild with the browns when he was trading tons of people for picks trading picks for picks it was a long-term game for him, and I, I feel like he built a pretty respectable roster, all things considered. But his head coach hires obviously were awful. Um, you know, could still argue that that's still occurring. Uh, you know, even with the talent he's he's brought in, you know. But at this point, I don't 
have any idea how Sheila is going to be as an owner. It's hard for me to say, you know, last time they hired Erner, Ernie Accorsi to come in and help them find a GM, uh, you know, and Bob Quinn blew everybody out of the water with his, you know, introduction and, and all that stuff. And then obviously that hasn't gone as well as we hoped. But at this point, I'm down for bringing anybody in that's going to bring in talent that is talented. Because right now what the Lions lack the most is talent. We have a bunch of scheme dudes that fit into scheme, but maybe aren't talented. We have a ton of dudes that, you know, know where they're supposed to be and can get there, but not quickly. Uh, you know, we have a few playmakers on offense. You know, we're, we're, we, we've tried to fix that. But at the end of the day, we really don't have any explosive guys. And whoever comes in next is going to have to do that regardless, no matter who it is. <laughs> Another super chat. Flandrish is thanking me for calling uh, the Dumb Fucks channel the most intelligent dumb fucks on the internet. <laughs> Patreon <laughs> folks. Josh, I'm sorry that you just joined the most intelligent dumb fucks. <laughs> you'll get it when you get there. Uh, it's, it's, it's actually absolutely a great, great group of people there. You'll, you'll enjoy the, the crowd and the, and the inside and the outside jokes that we do. So um, I, I'm, go ahead, man. Oh no, you 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 go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I I appreciate the question. I I'm not a big Dorsey fan to be to be completely upfront. Uh I'm I'm this is gonna well, you guys are gonna hate me. You're gonna hate me one way or another, half yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm down with keeping hold on. I'm down with keeping our guy um Quinn on with another coach if he gets someone like yeah I know I know I know I know I just think that Quinn has a higher ceiling by like miles than um, Patricia does I can see Quinn making the the mistake with um, Matt Patricia I can see I can I can understand where he got there but now he's done a great 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 work he got stuck with a really really lousy cap he got the coach the players he wanted Hey, caller, I got to let you go, brother, so I can fix this ringer thing, okay? While you're fixing the phone, let me let me counterpoint that slightly. Yeah. And that I'll have to look it up. But one of the things that some people got excited about when uh, Patricia got hired is that Quinn came out and said, this is going to make my job easier. I did not know how to draft for Caldwell but I know how to draft for yeah. a new England team. Yeah. 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 And that, that freaks me out a little bit that he said that out loud. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, and, and that's the thing though, but it was his first year as a GM, right? Coming from a Patriot system where he grew up the whole, his whole, his whole time. He's been able now to do this and evaluate talent. He's found some great talent for us deep in the draft, right? Our deep draft is better than it's been in as long as I can remember under Bob Quinn as far as getting talented guys. Tracy Walker's are the immediate one that comes to mind, right? Um he can he can find really, really quality guys who can play and, and guys who can play outside the scheme down the down the way. I, I, I think he's he's missed what every GM misses along the way. I mean I don't think every GM makes a Jordan Love as your first pick, <laughs> but every GM makes you know takes a swing and a miss along the way. Um Jared Davis today had a had a stellar hit in the backfield. I loved it. Other than that, was kind of quiet. wasn't great, but sometimes it's good when you don't hear his name. Okay, here we go. Is this gonna fix it? No. I'm gonna fix this. I promise you, I'm gonna fix this. Hey, caller, hold on one second. All right. <laughs> I'm done with it. I'm done with it. 
You are? You've had it? I'm done with it. Go on. The Patricia regime is over. The Patricia regime I, I drink, is I over. I drank a pot. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let you go because you've got you've got a lot loaded up this here. I can B. hear it. This is this is Joe B. All right. All right. I'm what done up, with Joe? It. I am done with it. Hey, what's up, Sam? Man. Hey, <laughs> who who are we going to hire? What do, what do we do at this point? So I mean, that, I'm not sure if you're familiar familiar with Tiger Stadium. Yeah, I'm not I'm not sure if you're familiar with Tiger Stadium, but there's a guy that stands out there with that Hulk hand, rattling for change. And I would love to bring him in and give him an opportunity because I'm sure he could do a better job than Matt Patricia. Sadly, he died I'm in a car crash a few years ago. He did? That's unfortunate. <laughs> I would love I to give him sorry, an opportunity sorry. to coach this team. Oh, but no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. It, it's, we're in a All weird right. spot. What do we do? You have to. You have to. Go ahead. I, I'm telling you, the thing that you have to do is you have to let um, – him get fired the way you told him he was going to lose his job. And the way that is, is going to be through no meaningful games in December, which means around November 1st, look for Matt Patricia to, to look for the news starting November 1st for Matt Patricia no longer to have her job here. Really, if you fire him today, I'm telling you, the long term, you, you, you think it's bad now? Just wait till you try to find a uh, a coach after you uh, get you, you fire them early, you're just not going to be able to find one. Nobody's going to want to come here because they don't trust you. They won't well, be able I mean, to trust could, the owners. We could we could put in Bevel. I don't care. But point. but that's for this year. But you think Bevel's I, the coach for next year and the year after? I mean, if he does well enough, yeah. That's a, that's had, a big. He's had plenty of experience in the NFL. Yes, plenty of experience in the NFL. Poor Youngman, you know, he could probably change up the defense and do what he wants to do. Patricia's running that defense, and honestly, he's not providing any pressure on these quarterbacks. Even during this game, it wasn't until the third quarter where you saw him try to apply pressure. Even in the first quarter, where he should have challenged the play, where Marquez Valdez-Gangling tried to catch that ball, and he he did not catch. That was not a catch. Patricia should have stepped up and challenged it. But instead, he decides to, oh, you know what, I'm going to wait for uh, these guys or Stafford to throw the ball and it to be a fumble and, oh, I'll challenge this play, but I'm not going to challenge the fourth and sixth where Mar- Marquez Veldis getting dropped the ball. You know, I'm done with it. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm tell- throwing my words right now. No, that's, okay. <laughs> that's okay. No, that's okay. And and we do tend to think shorter term when we're, when we're drinking. I'm just telling you, I don't mind giving Bevel a chance. I just tell you, you can't do it. You can't do it now. You you just cannot do it now because you're not going to get the talent. Bevel is not the guy that's going to carry this team next year or the year after. Bevel might be a decent coach, but he's just not a head coach. There's a whole year he wasn't even employed in the NFL as a coordinator before we picked him up. Um, he's not the long-term solution. If you want a long-term solution, you have to make yourself a good place where, where people want to work and they can trust ownership. Especially with new owners coming in, you can't you can't do that. You can't. I want a short. I want a short term. You're not going to get anything. I want a short term. I want him to be there. I want him to be here till the end of the season, and Matt Patricia to learn a lesson that he cannot cut defense like Bill Belichick can. (laughs) I mean, there's yeah, there's just so many. He's had three years to. He's had three years to have this team in order, and all of a sudden now he comes out and. It's his third year. I mean, this guy's still, he's 0-2. He's 0 what? Uh, 
11 straight losses. Yep, 11 I, straight. On, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, time. I'm telling you, this season is already a wash for this team. It's, it's, it's the way it is. Oh. It's, it's horrible, but this season is a given. It's a give up. There's nothing you're going to do to fix it. I don't That's care if you fire him. I don't care if you fire him. You're not going to fix this season. You're already thinking about next season. If, you, if, if you're thinking about the team to have any kind of success. Them. I, I don't disagree. We'll talk Great about that separate. today because I think there's. Yeah, we're going to get to that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I think. And, and the Lions are in such a crap spot because Chris is right in that you have to be a little leery about how your team looks to outside people when it comes to hiring them. We talked about this a long time about how why like no free agents ever came here because it was a crap shoot, you know, and, and, and we still kind of have that to a little extent. But at the same time. I think it's going to be a crapshoot to find anybody anyway, because I think after this year, it's a full on two to three year rebuild and finding somebody to leave somewhere successful to come here to suck for two or three years is going to be a hard you know, task. It's going to be really hard to find somebody that's going to You're want to rebuild a team like that. Man. Say what? You're more generous than I am, because I think this is at least going to take at least five years. I mean, it's taken 50 yeah, yeah. <laughs> already. Yeah, no, yeah. And, at a minimum three, probably yeah. more. Yeah, yeah we've right. been saying that. We've been saying that. We said it all summer, right? If they don't get it this year, and 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 uh, and Patricia's gone, Quinn's likely gone. Um, Stafford's done. He'll either be traded away for something or he's done. I, I, it's 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 a complete crap show if Patricia doesn't fly this year and we knew that last December when they said he gets to to prove meaningful games in September in December I gotta say hey to Jeff Cantwell for the great uh the great super chat thanks it really sucks though because because Stafford he was worth at least two first round picks I would say during the offseason but now right now the way that he started in the way, yeah, you the know, way things are going. You know who I think we might get, be lucky to get a third round pick. No, for him. no, I think we'll do. I think we'll do fine. No. And you know who I think the best partner is for him? The New York Jets. They're going to have 49ers. Yeah, well, uh, the Jets are going to have great I'm gonna picks out, for I'm us. I'm going to get off and listen to you, All right, brother. I'm going right. to listen to you guys and see what you got going on because I know I know you want to get into that stuff. So, all right, thanks, brother. I just want to say, fire Patricia, bring back, bring back <laughs> Millen or Font, bring back Millen or Fonts. We'll be good. <laughs> we I'll you, be much brother. happier. <laughs> Thank you. At least we have expectations of Millen. All right. I got the ringer fixed. Oh, God. What a mess. Thank you, Microsoft, for that. All right. Um, so, yeah. I, I ooh, Do you want to get into the Stafford thing? 248-782-8384 is the call, or you can use Detroit Lions Podcast, all one word, and get in that way as well. Let, let, me, let me get a rant out. Go. Go. Let me get a rant out go. about Stafford here. Yep. I love Matt Stafford. Me too. I no, he has flaws. He throws pick sixes. He makes mistakes. That's fine. But he has been here when we needed him the most, and he's done what he's been able to do here with us with a limited cast around him. That being said, he needs to go. And it hurts to say, and it sucks to say, but I don't see a scenario where he sticks around for a rebuild because it is it a really a rebuild if you know a franchise quarterback is on the roster that is a 11 year veteran mm-hmm. you know 12 year veteran that that doesn't make a lot of sense you know his cap hit is going to drop next year trading him you know to a team that is making a push that maybe doesn't have a quarterback even if we get three second round picks two second round picks for him 
at this juncture, we need to get picks to make this team talented. We have so little talent here that trading him, trading Marvin Jones, trading anybody with a pulse that we get value out of, I think is the next move, and that's what has to happen. You don't mm-hmm. trade Frank Craig now unless somebody gives you a boatload of picks. There's some guys that I think are untouchable, obviously the younger guys that we have that are under cheap contract. But, you know, Trey Flowers, if somebody offers you anything for him, eat it. Eat it. Nom, nom, nom. Just – you just got to keep moving forward. And uh, I think Stafford's going to be gone as part of that process. And it sucks, but it is what it is. I'm here with something to say. (laughs) (laughs) Matthew Stafford's in on it. He got hurt last year. He knew. He knew. We've seen it these first two games. He's not. And and I'm with you. I love Matthew Stafford to death. I I would take a bullet for him even today. Okay, before I say this, I, I I love him and what he's done for the uh psychedelic monk. Thank you, Sam Man. Thank you, Sam Man. Nine ninety nine in the super chat. Um But getting something for him is the key because he's not the guy. But so the the, the X Files thing, he's in on it and they know he's not gonna be the Matthew Stafford he was, and Will Harris is in on it. <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe he just really does is that bad. But this team is going to get Trevor Lawrence out from under everybody next year. <laughs> Nobody saw it coming. And we did it. We're going to do it. Everyone was all shifty-eyed on the Patriots tanking, right? And they're going to go for Trevor Lawrence. And look who's sliding in right here for the number one pick to get Trev. Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers. Matthew Stafford to Trevor Lawrence, baby. Yep. Exactly. This guy needs a- and I'm going to find him and just give him a Thank big... Thank you, Jason. Thank you so much for the Patreon. I appreciate that, man. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. So, again, it's a little x files right? I don't think any player plays that bad, but you got on purpose. I don't think anybody does it on purpose. Um, but there's a situation here where I didn't... I, I'll tell you, even last week, I didn't think... Knowing we were going to lose this week, most likely, I didn't think Trevor Lawrence was in our future. Having seen this week and and literally... Again, love Matthew Stafford. Would take a bullet for him. Um, I, I just seeing Matthew Stafford play this week and last week just says, "Ooh, something's missing. Something happened last year, and it's not with him anymore." And 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 if we don't have Matthew Stafford, and and that's the great Matthew Stafford that we want. And now we're staring down the Arizona Cardinals and then the New Orleans Saints. It's week six before we really have a sh- a real shot at a win. I think you really are looking at that number one overall pick. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink? Hi, my name is Jeff. I'm a recovering Lions fan. I'm from Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I just opened Hi, Jeff. another yeah. beer. Hi, Jeff. Um, I'm, I want to. I want to tell you, my heart's with you. I'm just again. I'm trying to think about where could we be, and um, because sitting where we are right now is not my happy place. And I and I, I you know, I don't have a whole lot of years left. I don't think so. I want to stay in my happy place as much as I can. But go well, ahead, Brian. I, I think I'm a bit. I'm thinking I'm a bit older than you, Chris. We've got plenty <laughs> of years left to uh, have this issue. Anyway, all right. So I think Jim Shorts is the right hire at the right time. And, um, and then I think that Jim Caldwell was the right hire at the right time. I mean, he was a Jim Mora type. He's not going to take you over the hill, but he's going to get you to the hill. Mm-hmm. And, um, and my concern is that Patricia was not the right hire at the right time. I think that Quinn has 
he's done stuff to get himself enough bona fides to perhaps keep the job and get another coach. But I think at this point, it's not the team. I think it's the coach. And I just, when you're talking about Stafford, maybe Stafford taking a step back or Stafford being still hurt, um, maybe that the game plan because of his health wasn't allowing them to stretch the field or wasn't allowing them to push it down the field enough. Or maybe it was just that was the game plan. And as, as Patricia said ad nauseum that, you know, he creates those game plans. I, I want to keep the happiest face possible. I want to continue to be the most positive guy I can. But um, right now it's, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched too much joker i love that movie yeah. sorry <laughs> uh, but at, at, at this point um i'm not looking at players as much as i'm looking at at, at the team schematically that um you know much like jeff risen said in the last game they did not make adjustments when they lost players and it was obvious when the packers were you know kind of getting their asses tanned earlier in the game that they changed what they were doing and it made a difference. Uh, I'm still looking, this as a schematic thing. I'm still looking, this as a coaching thing, not so much a player thing. And thank you for your time. I'll let you all go and hear your answers off the air. So I agree. Thanks for calling. Thanks for for the call. Uh, I agree that it's a schematic and coaching thing, but there's an extra layer. Excuse me. There's an extra layer below that in that our coach runs such a freaking weird scheme. I'm trying not to pull a case here. That's Get okay. you demonetized, Chris. No, no, no. no that's but, okay. That's, that's, that's why we do that two-minute countdown, guys, by the way. Because it, once we do, they look for your swear in that first two minutes the most. And once we clear that out, that lets us have a little bit more free form with our conversation. But go ahead. Go ahead. So, so but there's, there's a factor underneath in that our coach runs such a fucking weird scheme that only accounts for so little players in the NFL that now – when he's gone, we're left with a team that's not compatible with almost any other defensive coach's mindset of what they want to do. No other coach in the league outside of maybe Bill Belichick is running ludicrously slow linebackers, is running a defensive line that gets no pressure and no push, is running, you know, man only under coverage. You know, there, so there's players on this team that I think will migrate to the next team, but it's not just the coach making decisions at this point. It's like the whole thing has kind of been (sighs) fucked up (laughs) because (laughs) of the style that Patricia brought in for his defense. I think the offense is salvageable. I think offense is offense. I, you know, you get a new scheme in here. It changes things up. It's not that different players are players. You have guys who don't, but defense that's going to be, you know, when you look at, look at us on paper, we need to replace seven dudes next year to have a decent looking roster. That's a scary proposition. Yeah, for sure. All right. I got, uh, let's see, we got a caller. We'll get to you in one second. I added the lions fans picture underneath the banner there. You can see we're all smiling today. Uh, caller, what's your name? How many you had to drink so far? All right. We'll try this again. (gasps) Caller, how many you had? What's your name? Okay. I see what's going on here. God, man, Skype is crazy. All right. This time we got him. Hey, Carl, what's your name? How many heads so far? Hey, this is Chris R. Hey, Chris, how you doing, man? Not really too good, but I mean, what can you do, really? Yeah. 
it, it was it was all we we all expected this. Come on, guys, it's okay. I think the thing that was most disappointing, though, for me at least, was kind of just the way that it, it really just felt like we gave up. Because the one thing that I've really been defending Matt Patricia and company on the basis of is the fact that this team has really been competitive. Like, even last year when Stafford was out, all those, like, games were blowing in the fourth quarter or whatever. Like, we were competitive, we were fighting, we were giving it 100% effort. And today, we just didn't. It, it was like we didn't want to win anymore. And that's yeah, what I think well, is really just most depressing to me. Yeah, you know? I'll say, I'm going to say something here. And again, we've talked about this. I, I didn't hit it on it too hard because I was dealing with the, the production stuff with the phone and stuff. But I'm going to tell you, the Lions have always, always, as long as I remember, been a team that gets a bad call or makes a stupid play or something really wonky happens or we learn a new rule or a new rule has been written based on the lions that week. And what does the team do? They don't rally. They don't come back. They don't get strong. They don't play tough. They fold up the tent and they just disintegrate under the pressure. And in that light, they absolutely just fold up. It's not a Matt Patricia thing. It wasn't a Jim Caldwell thing, Jim Schwartz and all the way down. It's been a forever thing with this team. The, and, and that's where, where I was with Patricia uh, with a real kind of a culture change here because we've seen this Detroit Lions culture, this fold up the pen, the, the, the tense folks. This is, it's all over. We've, we've been, we, something bad happened. Call it a game. Um, it's happened way, 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 way too many times. And, uh, it happened in, against Dallas in the playoff game, right? Where that with the, the crappy call with, with, uh, Pettigrew on the, on the, uh, the face guarding, uh, it picked up flag thing, right? Uh, all that, cra- it happens. And then what did the team do? They folded. It was a crappy punt from Martin after that. And it was just, failure after failure it was all over that i attribute to the lions and i don't know if it's it's not a culture thing it's not an owner thing the owners aren't the one that are imbibing just go ahead and give up because it's okay but we've had different gms different players different coaches there's something going on and i thought that win or lose patricia was going to build a team that didn't fold the tents under that kind of pressure and god was i wrong i think and 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 now i don't have any idea how to change that I don't know how that changes with the team because they are always the team to fold up and and give up and just sink when they see a little adversity like that. And no team that folds up under the face of adversity is going to win any playoff games or championships, period. 100% agree with that that statement. But regarding just today's game, I agree, Chris. Like, the... Once... Once the Packers kind of roared back and the Lions made the errors and the Packers scored right before the half, um, it did. It felt a little different. It felt like the sand got a little deeper under the Lions players' shoes. It felt like even the coaching, uh, you know, Bevel completely got away from the run game for the most part, uh, yep. put, put it back all onto Stafford, which, you know, Stafford used to be able to do that back in the day and it's starting to feel like maybe that's, you know, he's, you know, I posted it in chat earlier that he's been run through the mud too many times and is starting to lose his legs. You know, it's, it's tough, but I 100% agree. This team looked like they gave up. They knew that they lost. And I think that once a locker room starts to feel like that, it's just going to cascade. And I guess we'll see, you know, we, we had that one year under Jim Caldwell where we started, it was like what one and one and seven and then won the last six. 
Yeah. Like, you know, I, I don't think we're going to have another one of those this year. It's always possible, but ugh, yeah, I agree. The team just looked like they, they knew they lost. As soon as the Green Bay Packers came out, started slugging back. Ugh, not great. And it's like, I mean, even in the past, like Chris was saying, like, I mean, even last week, last week you can blame on just Trubisky being absolutely insanely fluky. And like last year, we had Stafford and so on and so on. And like, I mean, there's something, like even one play, like last year with the Trey Flowers and stuff, it's like, it seems like it always comes back to like one or two plays or even injuries. And this game, like, I mean, I can't blame what happened today on injuries. I can't blame it on one play. Like, the whole entire, from basically the second quarter on, like, the whole three quarters of the game was just not good enough. And I, I'm, like, I mean, there's always, like, that one play today that wasn't what happened. Yeah. I don't know. And then we have Arizona next week. Like, No, we'll I mean, see we week six. Stop Green Bay. We'll see you week six. That's our first chance at anything, right? <laughs> Basically, I, I'm, I'm a huge believer in Arizona this year. I don't know what they're doing right this second, but they're a team that I have basically as far as the conference, as far as the NFC Conference Championship. They are a dangerous team. And if we can't stop Green Bay without Devontae Adams, who was hurt for most of the day today, there's no way we're stopping the cookies very often. No way. Nope. Nope. Kyler Murray's going to run for 110 and throw for 350. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, DeAndre, DeAndre, if we can stop, I mean, okay, we actually did okay against Monte Adams, but if we couldn't stop Marquez Valdez-Scantling and uh, Alan Lazard, there's no way we're stopping DeAndre Hopkins later this year. Really. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting mess. Uh, hey, thanks, Chris. We're gonna let you go. Got a lot of calls coming in. Uh, got the phones fixed, so the the rings are done. I think we're I think we're back in business over here. My oh my, uh, got another one in here. Boy, calls are coming. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink so far? Uh, nothing to drink. Just over me. I'm sorry. Sorry, you had to deal with it like I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's rough. It's rough sledding. But trying to stay positive, there's no point in really giving up on the year yet. It's we still got 14 more games to go. So yep, it's I, I think gonna, you know I'll tell you and, and I'll you tell me my reaction right now, right again. <laughs> I don't think Patricia's going to make it, and and my my confidence in Patricia, Patricia is too low. And I, but I've I've made my point as to why you can't you can't get rid of him yet, right? So what are we looking for this year? Well, we're going to evaluate our our coordinators. I think we're going to see how good they are and how they react in these situations. I think also we're going to look at the talent we have because I think there's going to be a lot of guys that aren't here next year that we need to see number one how much we can get for them and whether or not we want to keep them. I really think that that this is our evaluation, and it's an interesting way. If you think about it, it's an interesting way to look at it. If we can put aside the fact that this is year 56 of however many or 54, whatever the number is in a row, right? It's just another one on top of the pile, whatever. But this time we're going to use it to really evaluate every part of the organization top to bottom before we make the hires. They're going to actually fix it. Is, is that the upside here? I'm, I'm not sure. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some, but um, it ain't, it ain't going to be in the games they play this year. Well, I don't know. I got, I got, I just, there's so much time to figure out uh, what's going to happen next year and down the road. Cause I mean, like you said, 50 plus years of failure and I, I, I fell into the trap of, all right, who's going to be the next head coach next year. Who's, who's available GMs and all that, you know, but I think, 
I, we got to realize, too, this is a bad game. We lost it. It sucked. This is an absolute loss. Uh, this kind of reminded me of like the Viking kind of game uh, when they just, they were the only teams I felt that just absolutely destroyed us. Right. There's no chance. Uh, but you got to realize we're one drop touchdown pass and being one and one. So you can't like lose sight of like that. This one was an absolute loss, but and we're all in two, but that doesn't mean that it's absolutely over. I think, and I'm, 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 I'm not so quick to just give up on Stafford at this point because he, he, does, he doesn't look the same, but he doesn't have the same. Because with no Kenny Galladay, that deep threat, which is so important to this offense, Great point. Is, not, is, is not happening. So, I, mean, I don't want to forget that because we yeah, say, where's Stafford? He's not the same guy anymore. The arm power is there. The aggressiveness is there. But look at those wide receiver receiving yards. They're very low because, because you don't have Staff, you don't have Galladay to help. You know, he can't do it by himself. And Marvin, if anybody, looks like invisible this year. Sure. So let, let me. Um, yeah. I'm gonna let it go. I'm gonna let it go. No, no. I, I don't think I, Kenny Kenny Galladay is. I think a, a crucial piece um, on the on the field for the team. Uh, I, I get it. Okay, I, I can't let it go. I'm doing it. One other part. <laughs> one other part of my conspiracy here. Oh, <laughs> I love being a conspiracy guy. Um, does anybody remember how all the beat writers that were allowed into training camp told us how great Stafford was slinging the ball? How just he just had the arm strength of a monster and he was just knocking him dead? I'm at the point now of saying they're part of the conspiracy, right? I'm, I'm not really right, but but that was their reporting feels a little off. I'll tell you that <laughs> that way because Matthew Stafford is not slinging the ball at all like Matthew Stafford slings the ball. He's been a great quarterback again. Take a bullet for the guy, right? What he does for the, the community and everything else kind of person. He just love him to death. Um, but he's not the Matthew Stafford we know. He's not the Matthew Stafford pre-injury from last year. He's not the 5,000 yards a year Matthew Stafford. Is this a shake the rust kind of thing? Is, is that what it is? Because he didn't have a preseason? We can blame a lot on COVID in the preseason. That's fine. We can talk about, you know, beyond this, there's a crap load of injuries. So evaluating talent as a whole this year is going to be horrible. But um, this is this is something. Matthew Stafford is 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 a question mark right now. I I hope I hope this is just preseason work for him. And we come back with Kenny Galladay and all of a sudden things start clicking. But if everything revolves around Kenny Galladay, then we're definitely in trouble. Well, and people need to remember that it's not just Matthew Stafford missed an offseason. He missed half of it, more than half of a year last year. He missed a good portion of just standard offseason workouts like that he would do by himself. Um, You know, we're talking about a guy that if ever needed a preseason and needed a full training camp was this year, and he definitely didn't get it. You know, no excuses. He's still been an NFL quarterback for more than a decade. We're not talking about a second-year guy that – is still learning. He should, you know, he's basically should be done learning <laughs> at this point. Uh, but, you know, losing Galladay sucks, but that's not enough to put us over the, the hill per se. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at an offense this year that when it looks good, it looks really good there, but they're predicated on the run. I think on the play action, once we lose play action, uh, you know, Stafford just doesn't have guys that are getting open. We've got, you know, a 55 year old Amendola out there who's not getting separation. 
Jones has never gotten separation. I think every year I post the stat at the end of the year where he's gotten, he's like the last wide receiver when it comes to separation or near last. Even Galladay was bad last year when it came to separation. So I think, you know, Stafford is the kind of guy that he can't really carry a team on his back. You know, he's not Peyton Manning. And I think that the team is slowly starting to cripple around him and we're seeing what happens is, you know, when we have a couple good series in a row and then the defense kind of figures out what our plan of attack is, makes an adjustment and then boom over. Yeah. 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 I'm waiting. My boy is supposed to be giving me an injury report. Hey, caller, I'm going to go to the next one. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks for calling brother. Appreciate it. Hey, caller, what's your name? How many you had so far? Hey man, this is uh, Adonis from uh, Grand Rapids, Michigan. I'm out here in Dallas Cowboys country, though, and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to call in and say that uh, honestly, I still believe in this team, just for the simple matter of no preseason. We didn't have full camp, and we don't have Kenny Galladay, and. As we speak, I'm looking at the Cardinals game, and I got a little bit of hope. I got, I got a little bit of hope for this team because this defense, this Cardinals defense, does not look sharp right now. Tyler Murray is still learning as I'm watching him. I mean, I tried to call in a little bit earlier, and uh, he threw a bomb. But <laughs> other than that, I'm not – too much scared like everybody else is of this Cardinals team. Same thing with uh, the rest of our schedule. Uh, the Colts, Bill Rivers, he's not scaring anybody. He's throwing picks out there all day. Of course, it was against the Vikings who, honestly, I think look worse than us. Mm-hmm. Just the top to bottom. Our thing is a schematic thing. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm seeing Davis out there in coverage like multiple occasions. Yep, he was out wide a couple like, times today. Yeah, it's like he and then turn around and he gets a good tackle on the backfield. Mm-hmm. It's like clearly you know where he should go. Everybody knows where he should go. It's definitely not in coverage. And it's things like that that get us. Not a trash defense to me. It is a trash scheme. Offense, we've got DeAndre Swift, Cephas, all sorts of parts, all sorts of new players are supposed to be long-term valuable players that have the first time in the NFL. They haven't even had a, a training camp. They haven't had a full preseason. They haven't had any of the things that they would normally have. And I think it's not so much as a team thing. I think it's a situational thing. You know, this is, this is, you know, a couple things. Adonis, number one, I gotta tell you, I love you, man. <laughs> you, you lifted my heart just now, just, just talking and hearing you and listening to you. I, I gotta tell you that straight up. And I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to throw something out here to support what what you said. If you look at a team like Minnesota, who everybody predicted to be top of the division right now, but who's got what? 163 draft picks this year playing for them. Right? Their, their, right, their cap was blown up. They let a bunch of guys go, and they're way underperforming what people thought they would be. Why is that? Is that because those rooks didn't get the time? Those draft picks didn't get time on the field to get up to speed to get understanding the situations that they play for their scheme. Especially if you think about defensively, our scheme is difficult. It is as it is. 
how much how important it is is it for something you know for this galaxy brain stuff that supposedly Patricia's putting on the field to get these guys to be able to play appropriately in the scheme now I, I you can't say I'm blaming COVID or whatever because maybe you change the scheme in a year like that maybe you change the way you play your defense and run your defense and, and you have to simplify it a little bit um to be able to meet the needs of the 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 uh, environment you're in, but you, you you make a good point. I'll tell you that you make a good point, and and the idea that you're there, uh, not giving up, a lot to be said for that, man. It's it's the one thing about being the Lions, uh, a Lions fan. There's I, I'm going to guarantee less than ten percent of the people listening to this show right now were paying attention to the Lions when they won their last playoff game. And definitely less than one percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and definitely less than one percent know a championship for this team. So you knew what you were getting into <laughs> when you took on the Lions. You knew you didn't oh, jump yeah. on a winner, right? You didn't jump on. You weren't like ninety-five percent of the Packers or, play, or Patriots fans, right? You took on a team that you know the lovable losers they've been called or whatever else. So you knew kind of what you were getting. Um, this kind of thing. I don't know. It doesn't excuse it, right? There's there's all kinds of reasons, and I don't want to call them excuses because I'm seeing in the chat. No excuses. Other teams are going through it, but it's an interesting concept. Did we not adjust appropriately for all the environmental factors that teams are playing under this year? And personally, I don't think we did. I mean, look at the scheme that we're playing. Look at what he's trying to do. He's trying to run something that doesn't work. The whole game until maybe the third quarter, I saw four men rushing. I didn't see not a, a blitz, not even – he didn't threaten blitz until – what was that? The th- end of the third, beginning of the fourth, something like that? Yep, he blitzed with safety. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is that? It's like shit like that. It's a scheme that anybody would have to come in, sit down, and be like, okay, let me, let me think about this. Let me study this. And I don't think we got that full – that full experience that needed to happen. And you know, may, I'm not trying to excuse them. Well, it I might mean, not be the right scheme for this mind, team. Cow- Period. Like ever. What did you say? It might not be the right scheme for this team ever. Right. We, this is no, one of those things where we're trying to put too many square pegs and round holes and you're just never going to get the players to make it work. And it, it, it may be, and this is the thing. I think the, Again, a lot of people talk about how um, Patricia thinks he's the smartest man in the room all the time. I don't know that he thinks he's the smartest man in the room, but he's definitely not. We we see it with his adjustments or lack of. He's definitely not a guy who is uh, less than stubborn. I'll put it that way. <laughs> he's oh, he, he's yes, he uh, is a man of conviction. How about that? <laughs> Well, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's one of those. Yep. Yeah, it, it's definitely the problem. Like, you look at any of the defense that was played in 2019 this year so far, it's the exact same. We don't see, like, oh, we're playing Aaron Rodgers. We're going to play a little bit more zone this week. Nope. Same scheme as week one against the Bears. You know, we, yeah, like we see. Playing Trubisky again. What is that? Like, this man can run. He, you know what he can do. If mm-hmm. he has time, he's doing it in the game in the first half. Why not change? Because he's like Chris said, he's stubborn. You know, like th- there was some hope, right? As soon as Undlin came out a few weeks before the start of the season and said, "Oh yeah, I'm 100 percent calling the defensive plays," 
there's a little bit of hope there, right? That maybe he would do some things that Patricia wasn't like blitz or run stunts or not just rush four guys the whole time, mix some zone in with some man, even if it's man across the board, but you leave a couple linebackers sitting there to protect the crossers that killed us all game today. But what we're slowly finding is that while Unlin may be calling the plays, this is still 100% Patricia's defense and we're still going to reap what we sow by running man 90% of the time with slow linebackers and no pass rush. No one else in the league runs man with no pass rush. Running man, the point of that is that it makes a tighter throw and it gives your guys an extra half second to get to the quarterback. But when the quarterback has eight seconds to throw, regardless of what the defensive backs are doing, what are you going to do? Yep. Absolutely. All right, Adonis, Not a I got damn look. thing. I, I, I just want to say this last day in conclusion. Yeah. I, I think this team is a team that can contend if the if the coach just gets the hell out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you you, you may you may, and that's I think uh, as the writing comes on the wall this year. And thank you, Adonis. Appreciate the call, man. Um, I think as the as the the writing on the kind of lines up on the wall this year, we'll see that sort of start happening. <clears throat> I think that's just the way it's going to be. Um, just to some of the in the chat, just want to say, you know, Chris, last week it's not the end of the world. This week we knew it all. We knew it was going to happen. Last week, one game loss wasn't the end of the world. Nobody predicted it. Everybody really predicted we'd lose to the Green Bay Packers. That's that. We also knew back in December very clearly what the the bar was for Patricia. They didn't say if he loses the first game of the year against Chicago, he's going to lose his job. They said meaningful games in December, and you can't judge that off a first game. You've been told. I mean, we have more information than most most teams anywhere have about whether their coach is going to be fired or not, and I don't know why people are so surprised about the situation. It just is. Now, was it a kind of a stupid move? Yeah, it feels like it right now because when when you hit a worst case scenario like this where everybody's up in arms, you got to watch this the rest of the train go by before you can cross the tracks. And that's kind of ugly. But that's where we are. That's the bar they set. That's the line they drew in the stand or in the sand. End of the story. It doesn't matter where, whether Patricia sucks or, or or well, if he's if he's suddenly great and we start winning all the games, then all of a sudden it's a different conversation but uh it doesn't matter how bad he sucks we'll say he's not going anywhere and like i said i'd watch starting november 1st for that to happen in the meantime there's other things we have to do and there you go i think i'm still pretty consistent all right, all right i'm gonna hang up you guys all uh right. hopefully i'm not sitting in that chair 25 years from now saying these same things <laughs> see you later donis thank you uh, I think we got another caller here. Caller, what's your name? How many have you had? Are you with us? Are you against us? And that's one thing I want like just for everybody on the show. We're taking all. We're going to let you know. Everybody's got a valid opinion here. We're going to let them bring it in. We'll talk about it. And and I mean, there's probably some crazy people out there. I'm certain there's crazy people out there. But people come to their uh, their thoughts honestly. I think everybody gets a chance to share them. So no big deal if you don't agree. Don't. The one thing, if I can say, that I've learned the most out of this whole um, uh, COVID thing and the lockdown. We've kind of come to this point saying about how we need more love in the world. We need to treat people better across the board. And it seems like everybody's treating everybody worse than they ever have. So maybe take a moment in the hardest times and, and think, eh, I'm going to treat some people a little better and be a little nicer along the way. It's 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 what we're all after, really. All right. Hey, caller, what's your name? What? Do you, how many you had to drink? Are we okay here? <laughs> you want to say <laughs> no, something yeah, mean? <laughs> I, I've been a Lions fan for 30-something years now. So, uh, you know, it's more of the same than what we've seen. So. Uh, nothing's nothing shocking anymore, but 
I'd like to talk about Stafford. Like, I don't get the negativity. I mean, he was hurt last year for most of the year. And this is his second game speed action. And to just give up on the guy after two games is just ridiculous. I mean, we've seen nothing but, you know, he was Pro Bowl caliber last year and has two bad games when he's, you know, like I said, he's coming back from a major injury and, you know, no offseason really. And, I mean, he's fine. He'll be fine. I'm not, I'm not worried. The other thing I'd like to push back on is the, you know, meaningful games in November. I mean, it's pretty accepted in the NFL if you're winless going into the bye week. Your your job's on the line. So, I mean, it sucks. It's week five for Patricia. But, I mean, that's – I don't think other coaches are going to hold that against ownership if they get rid of them. Because, uh, I mean, you're, you haven't won a game. And you're lucky to be brought back for week three. So I mean, yeah. I don't know how much other. I think I think because of the early bye week, it's just not a go. Uh, like I said, week eight is the first of November. That's just when I expect that to start happening, and all that conversation about him going to start happening. Because even cause, if you're zero six, yeah, yeah, I, I because the the. the the reason is, is number one, you're not going to hire a long-term replacement at that point. Right? I, I've, I've talked about the other reasons. You're not going to hire a long-term replacement at that point. And if you're hiring somebody else, your expectation is the uh, the team's going to get better at that point. I don't know that you want the team to get better, right? I mean, yeah, you, you've got players, and this is this is the hardest part. And I'm not saying this is the reason to and to not to make the the, the call, right? But you're threading a needle here with your players. Right. If you tell them week three, hey, we gave up on your coach, you're effectively telling them you gave up on the season and and them at that point. Right. Because you you know, nobody hires a coach in week three or week four and does anything good. Nobody fires a coach and comes out of a hole and is superstars. The only thing you have to risk is your draft pits, actually, by doing that. Because if you do do better, you're going to be in a bad shape. Why not ride it out like you said you would? Why not follow what you said as an owner as an owner, and as an organization? Do what you said you were going to do. November 1st is the point where you're, what, six, you're at six losses. You're pretty much done with the idea of um, playing any meaningful games in December, if, even if you win out. right? You'd go 10 and 6 at that point. Um, and and that's, that's pretty much unbelievable. Right. Um, I think at that point is is when they make the move. But I think you've got to let that play out and be there because if you don't, it's just you're a brand new owner with Sheila uh, Ford Hamp. She can't I, I come out here and want to do that. You just can't. You can't do it. Go we're ahead. pretty much arguing semantics. I think everybody's on board between that week five to week nine, eight, somewhere in there. I mean, I don't think that's, you know, it's not too much of a difference. It's not going to make or break. But I mean, the worry is. You know, you go 0-5, 0-6, and then you run off a few games and you win. And, okay, all of a sudden, the, the, the record looks a lot better than last year. Well, the record doesn't look better than last year because you're good. It looks better because Stafford's healthy. Like, Stafford yeah. being healthy on a team, you're not getting the number one pick. That's just absurd. Like, mm-hmm. he's going to win you five, at least five games, at least five games. So that that's not getting you a, a quarterback, and like a premier quarterback in the top. Yeah. You know, top 10 pick or something. Let me ask this you is, a question. We got a guy in the chat, Joe B, who's just killing it with uh, <laughs> with $2 super chats. He, he thinks he can do better than Patricia and uh, wants to be hired. Is he your guy? You think Joe B is the guy that's going to turn this team around if we, if we drop Patricia no, right now? No, but I can, t- I can tell you who's not my guy is Eric the Enemy. I know everybody's after Eric the Enemy, but he doesn't call plays over there, and it's a Patricia situation. 
I, I don't I don't want to sit through that again. I mean, there's there's I'd rather have a guy like Leslie Frazier. And I know people are kind of down after him in Minnesota, but he's a good coach. I mean, some of these coordinators that have been coaches again, I would like to see them bring in like someone who has had coaching experience. So, I mean, I'm just not I just don't buy into Eric the enemy. I mean, that's a you don't know what you're getting. You really don't. Well, that's kind of, uh, you know, you called it a Patricia situation. I would call that a Caldwell situation where Caldwell was an excellent head coach, but he had very little input on what was happening defensively or even offensively, uh, I believe, because we never ran his offense from, you know, Baltimore. Uh, You know, the defense was just whatever Terrell Austin wanted to do. And I think that that can work sometimes, but you're right. It is kind of risky when you're dealing with, you know, a new guy Caldwell was a little different in that he had experience and has had done it before, but yeah, I, I honestly feel that the lions don't care about what the players think. And that was proven when they fired a nine and seven Jim Caldwell. Now, when you say that, let me, let me just get clarification. Do you think that's ownership? You think that's the front office or do you think that's coaches? Cause I kind of put those three tiers out there. Any, I would any say, combo? I would say ownership. Okay. I would say ownership because when they let Quinn fire Caldwell after a nine and seven year and the players loved Caldwell, it was like a, it was like a gut shot to the entire team. Basically when Caldwell was let go like that, Um, you know, that's why I don't think it's that outlandish that they could fire him mid season. And like, you know, whether they will or not, I think is 100% up for debate, but if they did, it wouldn't shock me just in the pure fact that, who cares if they piss the players off? They, they, you know, they need to make a statement. And maybe some players would even respond positively to that by thinking, well, they fired the head coach. They believe in us. They th- think it was a, head, a coaching issue. That's and they're willing to try again. That's an interesting it, take on doing an early firing, right? We believe in the players, but not the staff. That's definitely mm-hmm. how you have to message it if you do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. We I think that you were being that. held back by the coach. Yep. And I actually have a point like kind of that ties into that. Mm -hmm. And I know you guys were talking about like, you know, players don't fit into the, uh, won't fit into another system, but I mean, they're, some of these guys are actually good players. And I think the secondary, I mean, you can pretty much put them in just about any system. They're going to be pretty good. And, uh, you know, the, the, the exception is the offenses. I mean, you can put the offenses standalone. That's, you know, they're going to be fine, but the linebackers, won't fit it into another system, but most of these linebackers suck anyway. And a new system's going to want to bring in linebackers regardless. I mean, the mm-hmm. lines are bad because the linebackers are bad. It's yeah. not, it's not a system thing. It's, they are bad. So, I mean, I think if you do switch coaches, I mean, I could like, you, I just don't see the lines getting better. I think it would actually help to switch coaches because then you would do worse. And that's actually kind of a positive because, you know, you're moving up in draft position, too. So, I mean, you can make both arguments. But, hey, I know other people are trying to get in. Thanks for taking my call. Go Lions. Thanks for calling. All right. Yep. Thanks, brother. Appreciate yeah. it. I See how I fix the the ringer? Isn't you, that good? You did such a good job, Chris. God, that was freaking embarrassing. God damn it. <laughs> it's always something in this life. Uh, all right. Yeah, so there, so there you go. There's uh, Psychedelic Monk. Thanks a lot, man. Appreciate it. You guys have been great on the Super Chat today. Really appreciate everyone sending that stuff in. All right. So, Matthew, so I'm going to tell you, November 1st is exactly the halfway point of the year. 
So you see, I keep on calling Matthew Patricia. When you, you see, I'm telling you, that is that is my point. And, and we'll see. We'll see where it's at. I mean, he, he, he by performance, if you want to engage him, you know, as, as his performance after after two games, yeah, you could fire him. He's, he's, he's fireable right now. And if you want to, you know, gauge him on his entire career so far, yeah, he's fireable right now. I just think, again, you're threading a needle with with where you're at. And, and even even if it's not the enemy, if you hire a coach that someone else isn't trying to hire, then I'm not sure I like you as as a team. <laughs> and I don't think anyone else likes you either. Hey, uh, caller, what's your name and uh, how much have you had to drink so far? Um, Hi, uh, I'm Kenyon, and I've had a shot of 121, uh, or sorry, 151 before the game started and on my sixth uh space camper ipa at six percent so (laughs) i'm doing the best i can here Um, i had to walk away from my computer because i was getting a bit of an echo (laughs) Um, so yeah i just wanted to weigh in on just a couple things first of all that uh november 1st thing i think is the colts game and i've got a friend who's a colts fan so i told him today just take it easy on us because my asshole is a little tender from today um (laughs) But most, 21 season salute, my on... friend. That'll tenderize it right up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, but most, mostly I wanted to talk about um, Stafford a little bit um, from like way earlier in the podcast in terms of uh, if you get rid of Patricia, what you do with him. And I think that you got to stay with him just a little bit. I mean, he's definitely my guy for sure. And there, the way the quarterback market is right now, I mean, who like you said, brought the Jets. I talked about the Jets a little bit in the Slack chat as well. Um, but the, who else are you going to go to? I mean, Cam hasn't, like, he barely got a job at the Patriots. So, you know, there isn't a winning football team who's looking for a quarterback. And I would feel bad sending Stafford to a team that isn't in playoff contention, even if it's good for us, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to screw the guy over just to help us out, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just, I would feel bad about doing something like that. Well, you know, it's, it's, you know, there's a couple, like the 49ers might have lost, lost Garoppolo for a good amount of time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's one of those teams where I feel like after watching Garoppolo in the Super Bowl, had Stafford been the quarterback instead of Garoppolo, we might be talking about a different Super Bowl champion. So the 49ers may feel the same. They already have, you know, gave a bunch of money. But the reality of Matt Stafford is, is that in 2022, his dead money is only $6 million. And that's so cheap to, to start moving on. You're right, though, in that I don't necessarily want to move on from Stafford right away. And if you know, the season plays out, we get the sixth pick, we're not getting quarterback. Would I rather watch Matt Stafford play with under a new regime than some bogus quarterback? Of course, of course. But if Stafford's going to hurt us in the future by being here, you know, we had a, a, another caller, I think, talk about how five wins is like the minimum if you have Stafford on the field. Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of thing can hurt us in the long run regardless of what happens to Stafford and Stafford may be happy just going somewhere else anyway. <laughs> you know, I, I know the guy loves Detroit and he's, yeah. he's said as much, but right. You know, he at some point, realize, at this point so much about, oh, go ahead. No, he may realize this point that his dream of bringing a championship here is just not going to happen. 
Right. I mean, right. I think, and, and we've talked, we talked about that last week. You know, he's a guy that really, really want to do that. He may be just facing this and saying, you know what? This is, is, is I, I would love to. It's absolutely would have been a dream and would have been an amazing thing to do, but it's just, it's just not going to happen. Hey, Kenyon, I got a question. You want to, you want to delve into a little bit of conspiracy again? You like, you like when I do that? Oh, I'm all for conspiracy. Here we go. Tinfoil for everyone. Um, what if. Last December, they were actually just going to fire Patricia and said, you know what? Just hold on. Collect the money, okay, for a year and help us tank for Trev. And why Why is that? Well, look at what Quinn's been doing with all that extra cap space we have. I mean, this team is actually, from a GM's perspective, built perfectly for a blow-up and rebuild. It absolutely is, right? That's true. Could that be? Could it be? Because you know, they, you got the Patriots ties. They do. They, they got their shenanigans going on. Just, just adjust your tinfoil accordingly, and uh, watch this be the the setup for the the blowout year of the Lions with their new coach and and just amazing new team next year. There's always next year, right, guys? Well, that's where oh, fifty yeah. oh, super yeah. chat. Well, at least. Go ahead. <laughs> I know. Uh, I know with what you were saying about how everybody was talking about in the media about how good Stafford was looking at training camp. Well, if he was going just against our defense, I bet he did. Um, so there's, there's that for one thing. Um, but no, I, I don't like the whole tank for Trevor thing just because, you know, there is definitely no guarantee you're going to get him unless you're going to trade up for that number one pick. You know, hopefully we're not just the number one already. You know, I don't, <laughs> definitely don't want to be in that situation. Um, but I would, I'm personally of the opinion, like I, I said before that, you know, Matt Stafford is just my guy and he's my first quarterback. Well, technically he got hurt as I became a Lions fan. So technically it was, um, what was his name? Hill, uh, Sean Hill. Yeah. Sean Hill. Uh, Greatest uh, backup to ever play. (laughs) He was, I, I watched a lot of him my first year as a Lions fan, but uh, no, Stafford is just my guy, and I'd rather see him if he does love being in Detroit. And maybe he is this kind of guy where he'd rather just uh, be in Detroit, even through another yet a, uh, yet another rebuild. He'd rather be here. I'd rather see him play another med- like with a, another team mediocre win loss season than see him go somewhere else and have to divide my lo- my loyalties. <laughs> I guess so. All right, uh, that's just me. <laughs> No, no, not a, not a, not a bad, uh, bad thought. And you know, just like in the ideal world, this is not the world we live in. But to have Matthew Stafford around doing some, um, some coaching up of a Trev, right? Because, because I'll tell you the worst case scenario: this is not a purposeful tank, and we still get Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> That's that is oh, yeah, the toasters out he, at that point, right? Tape on a quarterback. <laughs> Like you're not going to get enough tape, but anybody else a quarterback in college right now. So who else? Who else right. is there? Like to draft? You know, you're not going to see enough. There's the North Dakota State guy. I heard uh, Case talking about a little bit, and there's just nobody else that I could think of off the top of my head that's anywhere close to. All right, now we're a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, yeah. No, no. It'll okay. take some time. Yep. All right, my brother. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna let you go. We're gonna keep we're gonna keep at it. The the calls are hot. All righty. All right, brother. Be good, okay? Oh yeah. All right, cool. All right, switching over. Let's see. Got another caller here. Caller, what's your name and how much have you had to drink so far? Hey, what's going on? This is Q, aka Perrier Poppy. Babe, what are you doing, man? I'm so glad you called. It's been I, I, I owe you an apology for Tampa, man. I'm sorry. 
Oh, it's all good, man. You know, I, I felt we should, you know, we can't get, we're, we're like very, very uh, depressed right now. So we can't have COVID as well. But um, <laughs> nah. I think we caught the NFL's version of COVID, right? This is, this is amazing, man. I just, they, the, the lines get same man knows this. They gave us an option that we could opt out of the season tickets. I didn't, but now I'm thinking I should have. Mm. I don't know. And let I me, let have, me put some perspective. No let me put some perspective on this, bro. If you don't mind. Perrier Poppy, who's like my Instagram hero, this dude has, you You were always looking so good. I'm like, I got to lose a couple LBs before I can try to pull something like this off, man, because he's always just looking, oh. Anyway, so my guy lives in Atlanta, buys season tickets every year, and flies up for every single Lions game. If you don't want to, if you don't think that's a Lions fan, after everything we've been through as fans throughout time, man, you are a dedicated soul, and uh I love your perseverance and, and your commitment because I, I agree with you. I think this year was the COVID out was probably the best thing for season ticket holders. I was thinking what I would do if I was in that position, if Sandman, but God, you, you, you held on. I'm, I'm impressed. I probably wouldn't have done it if I was in your position. Yeah, it's, it sucks, man. You just, you hold out hope. I just, I don't see it, man. It's, it's turned into recreational sadness. Like, I, I just I don't see I don't see this regime working. I don't see I'm just done with Patricia. I'm done with Quinn. I, I don't see it. What do you think about? Like we're not even. What do you think about the threat about selling your tickets that they they started pulling last year before before they got scared because of COVID? Right when the team was in the driver's seat over the fans, they felt like they were really feeling their oats and telling people they were threatening their the season ticket holders that were going to threaten their seats if they sold them because basically because of the Dallas game and everything else. Um. What do you think now? I mean, I mean, it's almost like I'm <laughs> you guys. It's a big F you right. Number one to the season ticket yeah. department for say, for even trying to pull that crap. And then right now I'm just going to sell the rest. I want to sell everything I can and let the, the foreign fans come in and have a good time, period. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you bought the tickets and, and the team's not performing. I, I think it's kind of like a scapegoat situation. Like I was there last year, a couple of those games like Dallas, where it was just embarrassing. Mm hmm. I understand them not wanting that to happen, but you can also put a better product on the field. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just, I just, I just need to be talked off the ledge. I'm very, I, I have no hope for this team at this point. So for the well, team, like, we should be able ahead, to beat Arizona, but I mean, <laughs> our defense, the defense is just so bad. It's unbelievable. You know, and I think I, I started talking about this in 2018. As soon as Patricia was hired, um, you know, the preseason looked bad and everything kind of looked bad. Um, and recreational sadness is a perfect way to put this. It really is. Because before, before, you know, we, we drafted Stafford in 2009. So regardless of what happened that year, we had a rookie quarterback that we could be proud of when he had good moments. We were a team building. It was going to be better than 2008, no matter what. And then we kind of had a good ebb and flow, but there was always good games where we would blow somebody out or, you know, an exciting game. And the last three games, years, not games, years have been so emotionally taxing because we have had nothing. We haven't had games where we're like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened. Other than the new England game. We haven't had yeah. blowout offensive performances where we win like the Packers won today. We don't have defensive performances where the team scores three points and, you know, we win a 12-3 game and we can say, wow, they didn't even move the ball on us. We've just had crap product for three years now. The last time that happened was the Patriots game. 
Yeah, literally. Yeah. That was the last time yeah. I re- and just look at my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is dead. I can't make highlights. I went through so yeah. much footage last year so and I had three minutes of Stafford highlights. I had two minutes of Marvin Jones highlights. I had three minutes of Kenny Galladay highlights. That's not even worth my time. And most of those highlights weren't even highlights. They were just a catch over 10 yards. You know, like this team has been abysmal. It's emotionally draining to be a fan of this team. Can I- and I think that's why we're starting to see so many people lose it this year. This 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 year has been the most negative year I've ever seen as a Lions fan. And I've had negative years and there's been, you know, people that are negative more often than not. Mm-hmm. But overall, I feel like the Lions fan base is a positive one. And this is the first time ever that I could say that it's, overwhelmingly negative i think that the one and and look this is this is scratching right and i know i'm scratching here because because my guy q asked (laughs) um the one thing to look at is when you guys see this week's injuries sheet just from the first the the early games today it's you need it's like the old commercial where they hear you and they roll out the scroll and it goes running down the street all the paper the list is so long Mm -hmm. there are a ton of people that got hurt. I'm going to tell you the rest of this season for almost every team out there is going to be a wild ride. It ain't over yet because all the things that everyone's betting on to make their teams good, I don't say all of them, but a lot of them are gone, and that's going to re-roll the dice for a whole ton of this league. Does that mean... We're gonna get a shot. I don't. It's the Lions, right? We've got a lot of history to look back on and say probably not. But this is just gonna be a really, a really freaky year. It's just freaky from the top to the bottom. And again, all I can say is we got to be nice to each other. Hey, hey, Poppy, you want to come? Are you gonna come down to the Super Bowl? You think? I might as well. We won't. We won't. Well, think about <laughs> we'll it, right? Be evolved, look, look, we're all yeah, we're all here. We're Lions fans, right? But we're football fans too. And and the one thing I that's the one thing like a meetup for a Super Bowl for Lions fans. Thinking about it, yeah. I don't know. I mean, thinking about like like commandeering a bar, and then I started thinking, well, maybe I could wind up with tickets or something, and then all you guys would be standing there when when I'm going to call into the bar. <laughs> so I got I got to see how everything works out. But I thought, you know, I mean, I mean, you're always traveling. If you could, if you could sell off all your your season tickets, come down and enjoy football. I mean, that's the one thing that I think we have to hold on to is at least there's football. And 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 look, it's not a lot, but can you imagine if we weren't playing at all? That would be it'd be so yeah. horrible right now. It would be so bad without football. So, hey, you don't have good Lions football, but there's a lot of good football out there to watch. And and I've been having fun on Thursdays on those games. The Monday night games been good. Tonight's game, the 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 late night game looks good. And we got football. Yeah. It's, it's a start. I'm trying to help you. I don't know what I got for you, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let you guys go. But I say one more thing. And I don't know. All we said, we went back and basically recapped like how this. This whole regime has been a failure. And no matter what, I'm still next Sunday, I'm going to find a way to hype myself up. Yeah. Whenever it's my, uh, whatever three games I pick to go to, I'm going to be at those games with enthusiasm, thinking we can win. I just don't, it, there's no actual, there's no logical reason to think that way, but it's just, it's just the life of a Lions fan, man. That's right. That's right. Well, I will have the Decembermometer going for us so we can, we can have a visual aid right. for when we're going to lose our Patricia. But uh, until then, and until things improve, buddy, we'll we'll keep talking. We'll we'll see you soon. All right. All right. Nice talking to you. Take care. Are right, you too? Thanks for calling, bro. God, he was uh, he was at the Dallas game. He was so great. He's such a good dude. God, mm-hmm. and and good looking man too. 
God, he <laughs> looks so good. All right, hey, really quick, we got a caller here. Uh, give me one second, caller. I know you've been hammering the the line hard. I've seen you popping in here. Just want to tell you one way you guys can ease all this pain: straight up cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. Head on over, get yourself some CBD. Takes care of the anxiety, takes care of the pain, and it'll help you sleep at night. All three things terrible things that Lions fans are suffering from the inability to handle those things. Go to cbd.detroitlionspodcast.com. It'll kick you straight over to Diamond CBD. They got some great stuff, a new product, a new line of products called Delta 8 coming out. Really, really quality stuff. Make sure you guys check that out. If you are at all interested in it, um, I've told the story on the show before. My mother-in-law is the reason I even tried with the with the CBD, and it, it worked great And because I, I didn't want her to get ripped off. I'm a fan, and we only do it because... Well, like I use it, right? I got the cream right here that I use. I got the the gummies. I got to reorder because they're almost gone. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's not just, you know, using the oil or tincture. It's not too hard. I always advise people to start with the creams if you get muscle soreness or the gummies if you uh, want to figure out what your dose is and then go into the, the oils or whatever else after that the, under the tongue and, and, off, and off you run. All right. CBD.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. There you go. Ease your lion's pain. Caller, what's your name? How many have you had? <laughs> Well, this is John from North Carolina, and you know what else? The CBD is great, but you know, you actually, if you want to ease the suffering, you go to Patreon, you can go to Detroit Lions Podcast, you spend at least $1 a month, which is probably the best thing you can do with your dollar, you get access to the Slack chat, and that is where all of the good Detroit Lions conversation will happen. It will carry you through the misery of these last two weeks. It's probably the only thing that has kept me sane, and... uh it's the best dollar or ten dollars or you know whatever you want to pick into the cause that you can spend. That's that's what I have to say. This is again John from North Carolina and uh, uh, just I'm just sorry, get your address off the, the air. Like, I'll send the money. Fine. <laughs> I missed the whole first half of the show, but I had to call in to say if it wasn't for the Slack chat these last two weeks, I probably would have. Ah, who knows what I would have done? But it'd have been bad. So uh, that's that's my advice. CBD's great. Also, pitch a dollar in, get some access. You know, there's a plenty of like. People trying to, you know, get the hopes up. I, I appreciate it here in the last caller. I can't say, uh, you know, he needed to be talked down from the ledge. And uh, there's enough people in there that'll, you know, try to spin some positives. There's a couple people that are maybe a little more realistic. We got to get balance, and it's all nice. It's none of this crap you find everywhere else. So that's my two cents. No, no, John. Uh, I mean, seriously, $1. I'm going to send this week's Patreon to you because you really killed it on that. <laughs> that needs to. You need to just stop reading the intro yourself. Just hand it over. The last play this baby on repeat. <laughs> it was smooth. It, the the enunciation was good. I mean, the last shit, man. thing I said to my family before I came up here was, "Well, I've only got 15 more of these post game shows to do this year." <laughs> and here, here, John comes and makes it all better. <laughs> I, I can't, you know. The, we're gonna the, the intro is gonna end. You're gonna see Chris napping on the couch. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do for five minutes. <laughs> Taking a nap. Good lord. So oh, I'm man. watching. I'm watching Arizona kill Washington and thinking, how are we? You know, this season is gonna start like just terribly bad. And I don't know if you covered this or not, but I'm honest. I was wondering. There's been a lot of you know when I when I tuned in, there was a lot of. Uh, Talking about when Patricia's fired, inevitably, what are we going to do with this and that, Trade Stafford, and burning everything down talk. And I don't know if this was anybody asked this or not, but my question was, is there anything Patricia can do to, to save his job at this point? Like, what can he do to, 
to hang on. Have you guys talked about that at all before I called? In? Yeah, well, we haven't, but it's a great question. But I'll, I, I, I said it, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again. Meaningful games in December. And I'm going to tell you something. I think the bar has changed after these first two games because we said it before the season. Um, that first game of the year for Matt Patricia was a must-win game against Chicago, which was supposed to be a terrible team and everyone expected it to be. If not, he's absolutely on notice. And I think that game was the barometer on the meaning of a um, 9-7 and seven versus 7-9 and a nine year. I don't think 8-8 eight and eight cuts it for this guy right now. So how does he save his, how does he save his bacon? He goes 9-7. and seven. Can he do it? I mean, yeah, statistically, mathematically, he can do it. What's my faith level? I, I keep saying point to November 1st and we'll know <laughs> that's when everything's going to play itself out and the world will reveal itself to us. We've got Arizona next, which is going to be super hard. I, I don't know that I see us winning that game today. Uh, after that, we've got New Orleans. I don't see us winning that game. Then we have a bye. Hey, Jacksonville's in for a, a nice brush with us. Then we should have a good run. Maybe we can pull one out of the out of the barrel there. We'd be one and four. Um, getting a nine and seven from one and four. That's going to be a tough row. We were, we had murderers row the first four games of the season. The one game that we really, really, really were supposed to and needed to win the one last week, we didn't. And you know, the matchups we had, I thought maybe we had a chance this week, but the, just the meltdown again, that meltdown sells all the credibility of the team off the river. And it's going to be really, really hard for Matt Patricia in real life, like outside of just statistically to save his job. I just really believe at this point, you know, and, while Chris was talking, I was completely ignoring his points and thinking of my own. And <laughs> so was everybody in the chat. I'm sorry. Are you? Are this Case or is this Sandman? This is Sandman. This is Sandman. Yeah, well, but, that was a joke. No. <laughs> but uh, so it. Uh, I, I'm not sure if he can really do anything to win his job back. For me, to be honest, like barring him coming out. And literally saying, I've made a mistake. We've been too rigid with our scheme and somehow magically letting Corey Unlin do what Corey Unlin wants to do. And then magically it converts into wins. I don't know if, you know, because I feel a lot of our problems has been, have been with Patricia's rigidity, regardless of how many wins he has, you know, I think, this team has kind of hit that level, right? Where we, we said Caldwell's never going to get us over the hump. I think it's safe to say at this juncture that Matt Patricia is also never going to get us over any hump, not the hump, but any hump. And at that point, once you know that, do you, I don't think you can bring that guy back. I think that it's, it's, it is what it is. Lions for life is already mapping it out. Step one, win a game. Okay, so here's my take, and might not be worth anything. It's only been two games. After that commercial, dude, I'll I'll listen to anything. (laughs) (laughs) Going into the season, we had a lot of hope in Patricia because we can all talk about the problems of the first two years, and we can point to what was wrong about the first two years, but we also spent a decent amount of time talking about how he looked like he was learning and growing, right? His way he handled the media changed. The way he dealt with the players seems like it changed. How many how many players came to Detroit to play for Patricia? Right, you remember Mike, Mike Nail was talking about last year. How many of these guys Flowers came? How many of these guys came to play for Patricia? There's quite a lot. How many guys do you remember ever wanting to come to Detroit for a coach? Like that's not a thing that I remember happening a lot. So like that was cool to see, and I think that's what hurts so much about these first two games is that like you can see the potential. You've talked about it before. You can see the potential of the Quinn Patricia pairing, and Patricia from these two first games 
it feels like he is completely not living up to that potential. We all see him want to be there, and that's, I think, what hurts the most. Like, he lost two different games in different ways. I don't know which one hurts more, dropping a game-winning touchdown pass or getting blown out in an empty Lambeau stadium. They, they both hurt in different ways, I guess. But um, they both, to me, felt like coaching failures, not like – I know he got saddled with a lot of injuries to start the season, which is rough, and I can see where that caused a lot of problems from what the game plans would be. And then the main thing, though, is that what – this, I had a lot of faith in Patricia going into the season, and these first two games shook it a lot more than the first two seasons did because yep. Patricia came in on this whole, I coach the fundamentals, I get the players to do their job, you know, you do your job mentality, that kind of thing. And that's what he, he coaches up. And then these games that we lost, we lost on the fundamentals. We got a player ejected for headbanging around. We got guys that can't tackle up the middle. We've got, we got a guy waiting, waiting for free safety and then blocking a play. I mean, like, these are fundamentals not being executed. And that's the one thing Patricia is supposed to be, you know, coming here to do. So that is what has shaken my faith more than anything. You're not alone. I feel like what you just described is probably what has caused a lot of people to lose faith this quickly this season. You, you nailed it. Uh, yeah. I mean, he did the commercial. He did that. I'm like, maybe just give him the mic, right? <laughs> maybe it is nap time. Yeah, well, no, Chris I'm and Chris post game. So, if, so look, if, there you go. So if you're with me, everybody, $1, $5, $10 a month, Patreon, join us in the Slack. We'll get drunk and commiserate. There's, there's not just Lions chat. There's beer chat and all kinds of great stuff. Gambling and fantasy football. I am going to spend the rest of my time in fantasy football because Saquon's out now, so something's got to help me yeah. save my season. So I'll see you guys in there. You give me your uh, your waiver wires because I need some help. All right. All right, brother. Thanks so much for the call. <laughs> man. All right. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. we'll talk to you. Oh, that's awesome. That's what, that's that's the thing I love the most about this dude. I meet the coolest people uh, since I started kind of doing this whole podcast. I mean, you're included too. Same man. I mean, we've had, I mean, we've gotten a room together a couple of times. I mean, a few times. Yeah. yeah. I'm not lying. There's nothing like hearing you breathe at night. <laughs> All right. Really quick, I want to talk about our, our St. Jude thing because we haven't talked about that. I want to make sure everybody hears and knows what's going on. We are locked in for November 6th for the 24 hour podcast a thon to kick off our annual St. Jude fundraiser called Christmas for the Kids. We are going to keep rocking that. We're going to get, um, uh, as many things donated for the auction, we've got a lot of fingers out right now working on that. I think we've got some really, really great stuff coming up for for you guys on this. The idea this year, we the first year we did it, we kind of threw this together and just kind of went with it, and uh, it worked out okay. This year, we're putting some planning into it, waiting for a little paperwork back from St. Jude. But first year was about $7,500 we, we were able to raise. This year, we're kicking up. We're, we're putting the uh, the bar at 25 Gs. And that's based on some of the auction items we already have and some of the things we know we're getting. We're going to have a lot for you guys. We want to raise a lot of money for these kids. Sick kids deserve our help. Let's face it. I mean, they're the future. They they could change this world and make it a much better place for all of us. Sandman, you're you in the super <laughs> chat. Um, everybody, everybody, please, please take part. Talk to your bosses. Talk to your uh, your workplaces. You got any connections in the different sports clubs or wherever? Um, it's NFL wide. The the stuff we're looking for for good auction items that people would be looking for. St. Jude. We're gonna be raising money for those kids starting on our podcastathon, twenty four hour show on November sixth. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be awesome, and we're gonna go help some some sick kids who need it. All right. All right, with that, let's see. We'll take your calls, 248-782-8384, 248-782-8384. You know, you know what we don't talk about enough is that one of these kids, we talk about 
how you got to give kids opportunities to grow and to become successful members of society. One of these kids, if you guys donate to the Detroit Lions podcast drive here, could be our Super Bowl head coach or our Super Bowl quarterback. Who knows? But if you don't pay, you will never find out. That's Let's really, be honest. That's really good. That's good. I like how you did that. I like that <laughs> angle. <laughs> also, uh, we're looking for anyone out there with artistic talent because I literally have none. I mean, what you see is my ability, and I'm using the work of others that we've paid to help us out. But we need to get two flyers put together. Um, if you're interested, hit us up at contact uh, dot Detroit Lions or contact at Detroit Lions Podcast dot com. Contact at Detroit Lions Podcast dot com uh, via email, and we'll get you set up with what we're looking for, and hopefully, you can help us out. Uh, I just don't want to lean on the guys we always do because they've always been so helpful. So, all right, caller, what's your name? How many have you had so far? <clears throat> well, this is Ryan again, um, and I've had a few, not, <laughs> uh, not a lot. Okay, a mountain time, so I got to pace myself. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'll end up in a divorce. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I kind of have been listening. I've been trying to listen. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I'm still watching these other games or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. I think that – I mean, I, I get your point about not firing Patricia now, per se. But I think that I don't necessarily have a problem with it because at least we could see, you know, like why are they rotating walks, our best defensive player? And why, you know, no blitz, you, you know, they're not blitzing. Even when they bring linebackers, they're, you know, they're, they're bringing, they're still bringing just four. And, right. and, and when Collins got a sack today, it's still just four, you know, they can't, they can't generate pressure. Um, you know, I don't, I, I, I would like to at least just see what we have with some other sort of scheme in place, or at least, some other sort of strategy or fresh eyes on it, something. I don't know, man, because this is, I mean, I don't, I mean, I, I hate to bring up the past, but I, I did not want them to fire Jim Schwartz because I thought we were close. If, 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 uh, Forsett doesn't get, you know, fake tackled false flag shit on the, uh, Thanksgiving game, you know, they win 10 games that year and make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. If, uh, in Caldwell's last year, you know, if it wasn't for all the injuries at the end of the year and blowing that Bengals game and blowing the other shit, you know, they, they would have made the playoffs, you know. And, and you know, as the other guy had mentioned, you know, like Patricia hasn't even got to the base of the fucking hump to get over. Like, yeah. like he went down the goddamn hill. Now I want to I want to tie your, your that comment to something that's in the chat right now. Someone just said um, Patricia will never have a job in the NFL after the Lions. I just and I'm not saying that this is who he is, right? But I just want to remind people that um, I, the sentiment was the same about Bill Belichick when he left the Browns. So so just don't well, count, don't count anyone out and don't count anyone out because we are working with the Lions as a base here. So there's there's a right. chance for anybody yeah, yeah, afterwards. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I mean I think he'll have a job. I mean he obviously is a smart guy. I mean, and, and to some extent he knows what he's doing. But I think that that he suffers from smartest guy in the room syndrome. You know, I think that he. Hmm. I I mean I don't know. I don't know if it's ego or what, but 
there should have been, I mean, you could tell that he's self-reflected at least on like the personal aspect of things, the way that he deals with reporters and the team and the players mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. You can tell that he's done some sort of self-reflection. I, I just don't understand how whatever self-reflection him and Bob Quinn have done as far as roster building and scheme building has led to, to this shit because we're getting, you know, I mean, injuries aside, they, they're just not good. Like, I mean, it, it's 100%. I posted this on Twitter earlier, pretty early in the game actually is, you know, regarding like the Tracy Walker thing and even losing digs and slay and, Matt Patricia has such a firm belief in his scheme that he's willing to detonate everything else if it's in the way of his scheme functioning, in his opinion. Now, when you have a team that is scheme over function or scheme over talent, you know, you better be the best at your fucking job ever. That works for Bill Belichick. It's never worked for anyone else. Bill Belichick will bring in weird dudes that just somehow magically function and he gets it to work, and Patricia, you know, we, we give everybody that can't, comes off the Patriot tree crap, right? Like, oh, it's not going to work because they're just a Bill Belichick slappy. And it's kind of feeling that way, or, you know, it is that way, arguably, with Matt Patricia because he's doing the same things that Belichick does, but it's not functioning for him. It just doesn't work. You know, he can say, well, Tracy Walker is a loudmouth during practice, so I'm going to start harming over him but that's harmful to your team. But I I will say like last week, and I don't have the numbers yet for this week, Tracy Walker played 88% of the snaps. He may not have been the first guy on the field in the first play, Mm -hmm. but he was on the, on the field for the majority, the vast majority of the snaps on defense there. So he certainly played. Um, It's just more of giving him a, I don't know, the honor of being called a starter. Right. So, yeah. And that's the crap that, (laughs) You can lose a locker room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. That's the the artificial. That's when you, you create kind of fake means of achievement, right? And and people that it, it doesn't work. It may work in a very very short term or when everything's clicking and everyone's winning, but when you're trying to build something, it's really really hard to use stuff like that to uh, get people going. I got to give Mike Hodges in the chat a hell of a lot of a credit. He is fighting a one man battle of kool-aid and um and and positivity so mike good on you bro um i i will say and i'm just i'm not monitoring as much as i as i probably should but people are generally being decent to each other and, and i'm okay i mean not, not to patricia which is whatever that's fine but i mean to each other that's that's all i want folks just be decent to each other in this world <laughs> and i'll see you on november 1st when the coaching search begins go ahead i i I 100% agree. I mean, these, uh, I mean, we're all in this boat together at the end of the day, every single person that regardless of whether they, you know, have hated Patricia since day one or regardless of any of it, at, at the end of the day, we all want the same thing. And that's just to be able to sit down on a Sunday and appreciate, you know, watching good football, watch, you know, we wanted Stafford to be able to, achieve what he rightfully deserves to have achieved in the NFL, at least up, you know, like, and we just want to see wins, you know, at Mm -hmm. the end of the day, wins make it feel better. You know, I mean, I was full on board fire Patricia week one, you know, I'm, you know, crazy and dramatic and, uh, you know, overreactionary and all that kind of stuff. But if they would have won today, 
I would have been the first to admit like, Oh shit. Well, let's see what we got going on here. You know, yeah. like this would have been great. And I mean, I don't, I just don't get it. Like Will Harris, he, he oh. gave up that, 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 that run, that, you know, whatever that 80 yard run was. I mean, that was him in the hole. I mean, Davis messed up, but Will Harris was right there to make the tackle, took the wrong angle and whiffed, completely whiffed. Yep. And he's the only unblocked guy. Will Harris has been a dumpster fire. Uh, just, just, just. And he's on the field all yeah, the time. All the time. And I, I mean, I, that. <laughs> no, no, no. I will say, we don't. Agnew in his spot. I don't give a shit. Will Harris doesn't get those two penalties, most likely, that cost us the touchdown at the end of the second half if, if Stafford doesn't take that terrible, oh terrible gosh. sack. Terrible. Yeah. Oh my he, gosh. That's and he did that two weeks in a row, and he did it twice today. Um. Again, love Stafford to death. I'm just not. I'm not seeing the I, Stafford I, I remember, and I don't know if this is a coaching thing or a Stafford thing. If he's playing the way the coaches want him to, he needs to stop just for his own good and for his own ability to, to generate another contract in his career. Because this has been that was those were terrible decisions. Those were absolutely horrible. I just feel terrible for the guy. I, he's trying too hard because he knows that he's the only one that's going to be making plays because he, I mean, he, he, he can see it. The yeah. defense isn't going to stop anybody. Like he's, he knows that he just has to make plays. So he's trying too hard again. You know, I mean, he, he just doesn't have the support. Yeah. Nobody's getting separation. Nobody's open. I'm, I mean, he put that ball to Jones on that deep throw in the first or early second. Yep. That deep throw went right through Jones's arms with yep. literally less than half a yard of separation. And, right and you know, arms. just to piggyback on what you're saying, it was kind of a crazy game in that we don't see a whole lot of Stafford coverage sacks, mostly because he's willing to throw balls into spots that other dudes aren't. Yep. And he tries. Right. We, exactly- we had three coverage sacks today and maybe two more that were, you know, close. Uh, where he like tossed the ball away and got an intentional grounding, you know, very very odd. <laughs> and the long, <laughs> you know, ball. like, and when guys aren't getting open like that, doesn't matter who your quarterback is. And the long ball for the longest no. time in this game, I was wondering how bad Stafford really was because there were just not downfield shots. It was always, you know, it was, it was cooter ball. Right, it was zero to five yards on everything, yeah. and I was, I was, I got honestly, I got very, very nervous because it went on for so long that he would just not put the ball down the field. I was like, "There's something wrong. There's absolutely something wrong. This is not Matthew Stafford. This is Jeff Driscoll, who I heard did wonderfully today for Denver." You did all right. Uh, yeah, yeah. All right, hey brother, we're gonna let you, you know, go. All it's right. just frustrating. Oh. I hope to God that someday. You know, I'm calling in here and we're talking about how, you know, we're, we think we're going to make a Super Bowl run, but it won't be this time. I mean, I don't, <laughs> I'm, you know, 30 years into this. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, every Sunday. Yep. Like my father passed away this year and usually he calls me every Sunday and, uh, and is like, man, that, you know, the refs got you or whatever, you know, he's a Broncos fan. And, um, uh, and, you know, not having that conversation, um, at the end of these terrible deals, I seriously appreciate you guys, you know, doing what you do 
and and your hard work and uh yeah sorry to hear that and i'm I'm glad that uh you can come in here and listen to us ramble and make no sense and enjoy it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well let's pray for the best and hope uh someday we're on the other side of this shit yeah so for real man yeah, take care all right you too brother <laughs> yeah all right Whew, boy oh boy i gotta tell you there is one thing that you really it kind of clarified itself in my mind as we've been talking about this. We've had all kinds of coaches and from the wide nine of Schwartz on through the Caldwell era, we really did have pretty good defenses and we hired a defensive guru and we just don't have one now. We just don't have a defense. All right. Hey, caller, what's your name? I want you to be head so far. See if I got this going. Lots of callers, right? Hey, caller, what's your name? How many you had so far? What's your name? Um, my name's Nick. I'm doing great. Awesome. Hey, Nick. How you guys doing? We're doing well. We get. We've been going. We've been. We've been. We've been going a long time. But I mean, people are holding on. We want to talk, and we. I mean, you know, we're here for the catharsis and the therapy session afterwards. It helps us too, to be frank. Mm-hmm. So, um, willing, more than willing to keep uh, keep at it with you guys. What do you got for us? I'm just. I'm wondering. Uh, if all the hamstring injuries that are happening, uh, I heard rumors that they were because Matt Patricia spilled seven layer dips all over the practice <laughs> field and didn't clean it up. I was just wondering if you guys knew about the truth or falsehood of those rumors. And I'm a huge so, fan. Thank you so much. So I didn't want to bring this up, but I heard it was a nine layer dip with two layers of beans. And that, you know. He spilled it on the down slope of the hill he fucking built. A bunch of players are walking down to get a water break. They only get one per practice walking down. They slid down the hill, you know, just took out all their hammies and their ankles. If you thought a real big problem, you know, Joe Fourier's dog was there. If you thought Fourier's was a real problem was a controversial deal. You want to know why uh, Patricia was on that, uh, that four wheeler last year for real nine layers of dip, baby. <laughs> But it's delicious. It is absolutely delicious. You can't stop, obviously. All right. Uh, <laughs> great call. Great call. Thank you so much. Oh, man. That's good. I love that stuff. Nick. Oh, we got conspiracy music. Sorry. You're right. Nine your dip. Matt Patricia in the kitchen. Is this what Talk the Lions Town? <laughs> you, you know, it's uh, it's weird. Patricia eats all these dips. And all this food, but none of it is humble pie. Oh, oh, no, none of it. Oh, none God. of it. I need a badoops. <laughs> I'll just go with that. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. We oh, guys for the great God. super chat. That was awesome. <laughs> that call was awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> the, be- the bean footage. You got to get the bean footage. I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Somebody from the South Field got it on on cam. Oh man, dash cam, <laughs> dash cam. <laughs> the this is the greasy wipers going back and forth, right? <laughs> hey, caller, what's your name? How much you had to drink so far? I keep hitting the button and I drop him. There he is. All right. Hey, caller, what's your name? How much have you had to drink so far? How you doing, uh, DJ? Hey, DJ, how you doing, man? You all right? I'm I'm on a I'm on a I'm on a show, right? I was just watching a little YouTube. I'm on here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're here. You're here live. You're with us. Oh, okay. Bet, bet. But listen, man. I don't even. I just got done watching the game. I don't even want to come out here and ramble. 
because my emotions are all over the place with this, with this damn team, man. But it's just, I just feel like, like, do you feel, okay, I've seen, I, okay, I've seen Jeff Okuda today, but even if he do become a great, great corner or whatever, don't you not waste that pick and don't you draft a quarterback in that situation? I th- I think that this this GM and coach knew that they needed to win now. The way I'm thinking, huh? Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and thing is, you know, I understand we're trying to win now, but we done seen Star for 11, 12 years. I understand we had no run game, but, bro, if he was a great quarterback, a great quarterback going to make some work with the run game or not. You know what I mean? In, in, this, in this 12 years. And I just feel like with the third pick, you draft a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just, ah. This no, no. I think, really I think you're absolutely right. I think, look, if this is really hard. And I'm going to tell you, I agree. We take a quarterback. But I'll tell you why we don't. Um, right. <laughs> sorry, we got another super chat from Nicholas saying, uh, send Matt Patricia to the old country buffet in the sky. <laughs> 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 I cannot say that. It's so funny. <laughs> Okay. Okay. All right. So now, now I got, now I let that go. Um, I'm going to say the one reason you don't get a you don't get yourself a a quarterback in the draft at number three this year is because you planned on keeping your coach. That's that's the big right. that's the big reason why not, and that's the only reason why not. Had we made a different decision as an organization in December, you are um, he's in the, he's at the old Buck Country Buffet in the sky, and you got yourself a new quarterback. I think that's the bottom line. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, because this just been terrible. Like, just this whole defensive scheme, just just bad, man. So hopefully, we'll just be able to just get things together. Hopefully, next couple of years or so, because because it ain't good right now at yeah. all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. You know, after seeing Justin Herbert, I'm like, hmm, that's not that's not looking like I a know, bad kid, man. bad I'm pick. Like, that kid looks bro, pretty solid. Wow. Oh my god. That junk hurt deep down inside, man. I ain't going to lie. All these, mm-hmm. all these, all these junk quarterbacks looking good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, I'm with you, man. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, thanks for calling, man. I really appreciate thanks. it. All right. Have a good one. Yep. There we go. Yep. All right. See, there's a good constructive call, Sam, man. Good look to the future. He's got an yep. idea going. All right. Another caller. How you doing? What's your name? How much have you had to drink so far, my friend? Well, this is Jeff from Grand Rapids again, and... Just popped another. Anyway, um, so here we are. We're talking about coaches. And so in my capacity as being a Detroit Lions fan for about 40 years now, despite my sprightly voice. um, (laughs) All right. So I, you know, people are saying that Matt Patricia, who I have now dubbed as the Penguin, is... the okay, worst, old uh, old, old country buffet time. and penguin has to come together somehow on him. Uh, there, there's going to be a mashup here that's going to. How, how the fuck do I do super chat, Chris? How the hell do I do super chat? It's... I've got money. I want to spend it to make weird <laughs> shit. Oh no! Um, anyway, it's no, down at the dollar sign. Down, do down at the dollar sign. Down at the bottom, underneath where you type, you can click on that, and it'll walk you through being able to send a super chat oh. message and give money. Oh. Oh, fuck, the thing right in front of my damn face. Yeah. All right, cool. I should tell people that, I guess, right? That's probably in my best interest. <laughs> so, anyway, all right. So, um, in my 
top five worst Lions coaches in my lifetime as a Lions fan. And it's an ugly, ugly list. Hmm. Anyway, Marty Morningwig, number one. Ooh, that's the word. Come on. You don't you didn't take the win on that? Or the wind? Um, okay. So you know, there's parallels between Marty Morningwig and the um uh, number one and uh <laughs> 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 there's parallels between the number one and the number five on my list. Uh, Marty Morningwig was the smartest guy in the room. He knew what he was doing, and um, it was only going to be that and nothing but. Uh, number two would be Daryl Rogers, and it is a object lesson in just how bad Marty Morning. Oh God, I almost called him Morning Morning. morning <laughs> you didn't call him that, but go ahead. <laughs> we got you. I like Morning uh, Marty Wig. How bad that Morning Wig was that Daryl Rogers wasn't the worst Lions coach in my lifetime. The guy who actually said in a press conference, how the hell do I get fired? <laughs> uh, I remember right. that. I remember that. Marty Morningwood. Right. And number three is, uh, is Mooch. I mean, oh. okay, so Mooch was, like, bullied by the co- – you know, bullied by whatever, you know, the million years and blah, blah, blah. But he's, he comes in, he's supposed to be a fucking legend. And he was a total bitch. Okay, so therefore he's number three on the four list. points of contact and was Mooch's thing. If anybody remembers, remember the four points of contact on the football. We're gonna we're gonna teach that. Yeah. Then they fumbled like crazy. Everybody was holding the football like this. <laughs> that's that's it was like ten stories that year out of the out of the press pool out of the beat writers like yeah stressing four points of contact on the football it's a really big thing and they they did a thing on TV where he did a whole demonstration and it was just fumbleitis all over the place it was great and, and sorry I, I, I really quick you're gonna get Bobby Ross in here too if you want to talk about bullied coaches right. Uh, no, no, Bobby Ross. Uh, I'm sorry, the, boy, the poor guy had PS, PTSD, so therefore I'm not going to pile on that fucker. Um, but anyway, um, no, and from and from fucking douchebag Mooch, we're going to go to Rod Marinelli, guy who, much like our current Penguin motherfucker, does not even bother to change his defensive scheme because. You know, it's like whether I have the players or not, we're playing. We're playing cover two. God damn it! And I don't care if I only have one defensive end that fits the cover two. We're gonna play fucking cover two. And um, and then anyway, and and now we move on to the penguin, so the guy who. Okay, Jim Schwartz. <clears throat> excuse me, I have to deepen my voice for this part. In the world where Jim Schwartz is the perfect guy at the perfect time, but is still a douchebag because he is the smartest guy in the world. You bring in as your third coach in this particular trifecta a penguin ass fat motherfucker who will never change his scheme. <laughs> the only no, time he adjusts is in January. <laughs> and that's his pants. Yeah. His pant size adjusts in a world. In a world, in a world where you don't change your scheme, you bring in the penguin. <laughs> and then we'll go doobie, doobie, doo, and drink Bud Light until you blow the fuck up. All right, man. <laughs> <laughs> Did we call in the movie phone? <laughs> Was I listening to the trailers of the Lions head coaches? 
This has been a hell of a caller day, my friend. Oh my God, what a great day. <laughs> oh my God, I love you guys. This is just absolutely awesome. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think it was an accidental hangup. I think you called back. <laughs> I thought it was a dramatic hangup. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> I think he may have like gone backwards over the chair. <laughs> Fresh beer in his lap, the whole thing. Oh, man. All right. Yeah. Let's see. Other coaches prepare us to play. He coaches us to win. <laughs> that was the uh, the co- the player quote from Mike Hodges about Mike Hodges quoting a player's quote about Marinelli. Oh, boy. Hey, caller. How you doing? What's your name? How much have you hey, had is, it me? is it me? I'm Alex. How you doing, brother? Yeah, it's you. Can you hear me? I can hear you great. Have you had enough to drink? Have you had anything to drink? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I heard, I heard it was hard to get onto the show. I had to call a hard time, but I made it through because I wanted to bitch about Patricia. <laughs> Do it. Let Dude, it go, man. I was because here, here's the thing. I was pissed when uh when they they took Patricia over Rabel because, dude. Uh, oh, yeah. If you're supposed to be an inspiration to like professional athletes. You know, take some pride in your your appearance. You know, he's just a slob. He looked like a stoner the second they hired him. <laughs> like, and just like, dude, you growing your. How are you going to command respect from all these professional athletes? And you can't even, you can't even. You know, the thing about Bill Belichick is he's notorious for like walking on the treadmill and watching game film and whatnot. You know, and it's it, um, you know he's trying to be the next Bill Belichick, but it's it's like Adrian Peterson. There'll never be another Adrian Peterson. There'll never be another Barry Sanders. Never be another Bill Belichick. Like, it's just it's just not gonna work. Please, Lord, and, um, let there not be another Matt Patricia. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, you know, it was, it was, it was either, he, he feels like his job's on the line because, like, you know, I figured, okay, uh, if they got the ball back right right on their own side yard line, he's just gonna run it three times, let the clock go down, and take it in the end zone. I was like, at least he's gonna be conservative this time. But no, he was like, no, we'll, we'll throw it here. And, uh, you know, they gave, they gave Green Bay the, the ball. You know, the wheels started coming coming off right then. When they were just like, dude, our coach is a dumbass. Like, look at this stupid shit. You know, and they just they just gave up, you know. It's yep. like, we can't. We can't, we can't overcome the stupidity here. <laughs> Somebody yeah. we got from the chat. He, oh, he might look oh, at the I, treadmill while listening to film. <laughs> <laughs> so here's, here's what I'm going for. Uh, Brian Kelly out of Notre Dame, man. They need someone to come in that's got like, can can command respect. You look at him, dude. He's so sharply dressed on the sideline. You know, everybody respects him. He's got one of the best football minds in all of America. You know, that that's the that's the type of role that they need. You know, they don't need uh, someone that's a contemporary in age and listens to rock music and bangs his head out and freaking has a good time. But I don't I don't know what he does in his off time, but. It, it certainly ain't hitting that treadmill. So. Anyways, <laughs> but I, I'll pass. Thank you. All right, bro. Thanks a lot. Oh, God. I don't know if the drunk's right after the game or right <laughs> or we build them up as good, man. That This is a good drunk we got going today, everybody. Thanks for the calls. <laughs> Real good. Real good. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's good stuff. You guys, you guys are absolutely, absolutely the best. Do you think he's got the treadmills lined up just so he doesn't have to walk on his way to the bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, at least his bathroom probably has a door on like Mike Vrabel's. 
So he did the oh god what what was that where they got the fake cast last year's just so he could ride around on the four wheeler he never he was never even seven layer dipper he was just rolling <laughs> yeah. around on the thing <laughs> he was never even seven layer dipper <laughs> here's Brian this is another one Matt Patricia's proof that a coach should not not look like the fans especially Lions fans <laughs> oh. God, you know, you know what? I got to tell you guys, I was so up for Patricia and and so bought it when we got him. I wanted I wanted Vrabel as well. I was kind of torn between the two. For God's sake, why is it that we didn't get Vrabel? I I love that guy today. He like he's the one guy when people tell you oh the the, the Belichick tree is no good. Vrabel is the one guy that's bucking that trend with a team. You know, when he walked in there, they had Marcus Mariota. They had a team that was not. <laughs> not put together very well at all and he just mm-hmm. he just marched him. Yeah, Riz wanted him hit wanted him pretty hard. Uh it sucks. It sucks. Boy, does it suck. <clears throat> um okay, with all that, what do you think? Um uh, phone's not banging anymore. I know you're probably pretty tired. Let's let's give folks one more. Okay, wrap it up. Let's uh, let's get your wrap on where things are right now, Sam man, and pick a week that Patricia if if it's going to happen Right, you you see the schedule. When do you think that uh, that it comes down? Do you think if he wins, you think it's bye week? You think it's later? Let it rip. I think bye week will have multiple meanings this year. Oh. I think it. Will, I think it will be bye Matt Patricia week. Uh, I think I don't see us winning any games in the foreseeable future. Uh, you know, there were hopes that the defense would pick it up a little bit this week. That Okuda might look okay and. Uh, we really didn't talk about Okuda, but you know, I don't know if there's anything to really talk about. He's a rookie cornerback. I think people might have got their hopes up that we were going to have another Marshawn Lattimore situation, Jalen Ramsey, where they come in and just light the world on fire. But um, I think you know, I think most fans, including me, are at the point now where Patricia is fired. We know he's fired. It's just a matter of when it's going to become official. I say, do it now. Do it as soon as possible. Let's just get these players to, you know, play for themselves, you know, show us what they've got and just start planning for the future now. Cause I don't think that the future that we have left involves Matt Patricia in any way, shape or form. Oof. Yeah. I, uh, Hey, I think I saw the bearded penguin in the Kama Sutra. <laughs> Mike Hodges. Thank you so much. Uh, another good one. Thank you so much for the, uh, for the super chat there. I really appreciate that, brother. Um, Sean had a good one in the chat. My biggest fear is Quinn stays and we hire Bill O'Brien after he gets fired. Do not overlook the availability of Josh McDaniels. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what that noise was. but (laughs) I was trying to bang my head, but my Pfizer got in the way. A real lions-esque move. Um, all right. Yeah, that, that's the it, there's all kinds of ways to mess this up still. So we will see. Um, I'm still sticking with November 1st. I think that's just where everything comes to a head and uh, and we move on. Um, I think Quinn stays at this point. I for a long time thought they were a package deal, but I think my this week I spent a lot of had a lot of think on it. I think Quinn's going to stay. Um, I saw some people talking about get a new GM and start your coaching search now. I would be very, very surprised if Bob Quinn has not already started his coaching research, um, especially if he has any expectation of staying at all. Um, The way he's managed the cap, 
I think we're in a great position for a rebuild. I think we're in a great position to sign. I mean, we, we are well positioned for a new coach to come in. It's a it's a desirable place, uh, I think, in, in most respects, that a, t- a coach can build out his team except on that defense. So uh, we'll see. Sean, he's he's mixed on, on Quinn. I can see that. I feel it. I, I see where you're at. So, everyone, I really want to thank you, man. This is a longer, longer show than we expected, but, I mean, I laughed harder than I have after Lions loss and in ages hopefully it was therapeutic for you guys as well um with that i think we're gonna call it i, I i'm not doing any more commercial reads i think we got them all <laughs> on a couple mid, mid rolls this, yeah. this, 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 this show here uh remember folks we need your involvement use the comments in the subreddit to give us your feedback we love it when you do that also don't forget about some patreon you heard all about that patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast also check us out on the facebook facebook.com slash the detroit lions podcast and on twitter at det lions podcast det lions podcast the very best place to see mr sandman buy seven layer dip from fanatics.com <laughs> fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com get all the nine layer dip you need Uh, just call me Skype Detroit Lions podcast all one word or call us on the Lions line at 929-33-LIONS 929-335-4667 we'll get you on the weekly show also go to detroitlionspodcast.com subscribe to the podcast you'll get us to show up in your ears or come as it were automatically thank you all for calling taking part at the chat the whole thing i know it's hard it's a tough time to be the lions fan there's a lot of people out there they're gonna want to make you mad don't let it happen don't let don't let them hurt you your health just move on we 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 picked a loser when we started we know it one day one day whether it's our lifetimes or the next they will have to win just the law (laughs) of averages tells us that so just treat each other what is it what was it um Guy on Detroit Radio a long time ago said, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. So be good to each other. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. Final seconds winding down. And look at that. How Big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bag, start the plane. This show is over.